Welcome to the Craft Imperial Podcast, a weekly podcast about cigars, whiskey, and all the banter you could possibly want. You'll join your host, the Bourbon Cowboy, the Viking, as each week we get into different cigars, different whiskeys, budget, hard to find, unicorn, you name it. The rabbit holes we're going to go down, insights, opinions, conversation, new releases from Craft Impero, and anything else we can seem to let fall of our mouths that week. You guys enjoy this episode. Mahalo. All right, all right. Welcome back to the Craft Impero podcast. You are here with the Viking. And, of course, the Bourbon Cowboy. Uh, Bourbon Cowboy's older this year. What? You're older this year. I am, by a few days, few for days. sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll be older in a few days. Um, but, you guys say your name? Don't look so serious all well, the time. Well, you have a guest. We haven't, he hasn't been on in a while. That's true. You're a guest for us, and we're a guest here. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? He lives in Virginia and drinks whiskey. <laughs> Miss doing that. Like <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we are here. Oh, we are at the Mad Russian's house. Mark, thanks for having us, man. Um... We're chilling out here in his little uh, cabana. We got a heater going. As soon as the wind stops, it'll be just fine. Well, it will be if the wind stops. I don't think the wind stops. Well, fuck the wind. Fuck the wind. How's that? Um, so, first podcast of 22. We hope everybody had a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, whatever else you had going on. Um, we're going to get into all the favorites like we did last year. We'll talk some top fives, not-so-top fives, uh, things we wish would never happen again, you know, stuff like that. Um, and then uh, we're going to talk cigars and get into some fun kind of back and forth. So, Mark, let's start with you. What are you going to smoke today, man? i got to kind of pull mine out here. So, I was looking to try to find dates for uh, for the next um, uh Weasel Fest for 22. I don't think they published the date yet. At least I couldn't find it. Um, so that got me thinking. And, uh, you know, decided Romacraft Temperance, Grand Perfectum. I can dig it. I like yeah. it. I've had it. It's really good. Cowboy, what you working on? Uh, one of my all time favorite, which are kind of hard to find. Anybody says anything different. Um, anyway, I've been jonesing for. Kind of a Gordo or 660. I don't know the exact ring size. I guess I just wound it up. But um, the Olivia V um, Maduro Especial. Yeah, that's... I've looked all over town. They're really hard. I mean, you can find the Olivia V series, you know, in all kinds of different sizes in this. But this particular one I really enjoy. It's a beef stick, kind of. It'll be good for today because it's fucking cold. And uh, we do have a beautiful fire here in front of us. And we're... As you know, I like to set up the. We're in um, like a tent, <laughs> like I don't want to say a mash tent. We're North County new. Eskimos, <laughs> right? Kind of, and you know we're in a little tent with a fire, and if the wind doesn't blow and we don't get frostbite on our feet, we should be good. But I love it. We're outside. It's so it's so healing for your health to be out in the cold right now. You can make it without toes, right? Yeah, no okay. problem. Yeah, fine. No worries. But anyway, to get back to the cigar, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I got a box of these and I'm pumped up. I got them at um, I'm probably saying the the. I always want to say Dillinger's, 
But it's, I think it's Derringers. Derringers. Yeah, John D. Derringers, yeah. Yeah, Larry's place out there in Old yeah. St. Charles. He's got an old, what I would consider, um, tender box where, where he supplies a lot of uh, 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 pipe guys. He's oh, got a yeah. lot of different yeah. pipe tobaccos. And then he's got his regulars. And apparently, he goes through a lot of these. He goes, I sell the hell out of these. So, anyway... That's what I'm about ready to get on. Yeah, that's awesome. And it is it is interesting. Like, I'm seeing that a lot in, like, the Robusto size, but I'm not seeing it in the Toro or the Gordo 60, whatever. Yeah, I got both. I got, he only had five of the Toro. I bought those and these, too. Which is really interesting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then I'm smoking the Blackworks Studio Killer B Lancero out of the Hive um, that came out this year. Wow, that's a mouthful. Um... So it's the Green Hornet, but it's in a Lancero size. Black Label Trading Company did that Hornet's Nest box where they took the Killer Bee and the Green Hornet and they released it in three different sizes of each one. I think like, it was either 15 or 20 cigars, or 18 maybe, 18 cigars, something like that. Super cool, sold out real fast, crazy expensive. So, But I got some of the sticks, which is cool. I don't have the box, which is awesome. So we're gonna light these up and then we'll get into it. Uh, we'll start with some kind of drink thing here. Um, and we'll roll, so let's light into this stuff, man. Yeah. So it's kind of a cool day. We're recording this on the 5th of January. It'll go out tonight or tomorrow, so you'll have it relatively close. But uh, in the tobacco community, factories reopened today. Yay. Um, so in, in cigars, factories, and shipping logistics and all that, they shut down from like the second week of December until the 4th or 5th of January every year, depending on where the 4th or 5th lies uh, in the week. I don't really know why that matters, but it does. Right. Are they still experiencing production and shipping delays? Uh, well, it's going to get even worse now um, because of this Omicron thing uh, with COVID. You're you're starting to see some factories are operating at a third. Some factories are not operating at all. Um, people aren't traveling. It's you know it's, we'll see we'll see what it does, but um, hopefully it doesn't do anything too crazy. I know I've been the kind of scutterbutt around when you're reading is that everything's still on par to release that was supposed to release in the first quarter um, or into the second quarter uh, when everybody gets done with their price increases um, you know because I mean for example right like um, what I was just reading that the, yesterday oh I was just getting ready to say that, yeah the one that he's so uh, I have them written down Oliva, Matilda, Tatuaje, Crown Heads, Drew Estate, Arturo Fuente uh, Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, everybody this year is going between an average of 4% and 8% across the board. So some, you know, some sticks you're looking at a $1.25 per stick increase and some are going to go to two or three, you know, more a stick. Yeah. So, <laughs> whatever. Right, we want our cigars, so what are we going to do? We're going to buy them. I mean... Okay, one less, one less drink a week, whatever. It's true. Or instead of five, you get four, you know. So is that why um, Romercraft pu published their, their like release schedule for the whole year in advance? I have no idea. I don't work with Romercraft's marketing team. 
I just wondered because I'm, I'm, I've been trying to I've been paying attention to, 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 to those things trying to decide whether it's a sign of something to come or not I don't know I think I want to say they do that every year because it coincides with Weasel Fest and what's going to release at Weasel Fest etc right you know um, but I, I don't know it, it could be could not be um, and it could also just be Skip Martin going this is what I'm doing and come get it you know very well could just be that as well but uh yeah so 21 was fun for us you know it was fun for for everybody the year you know did a lot of weird shit um but we always like to do top five you know bourbon and cigars right or whiskey and cigars or moments and whatever um I'm, I'm going to start with... I, I think I did this last year, too. The Calaveras did not make top five this year for me. Which is kind of surprising. Because this was, you know, a, a Nicaraguan Puro, if I'm thinking right. Yeah. It, and, I mean, I, I was kind of surprised. I, um... Yeah. I mean, we had that big discussion on 20. We all smoked the hell out of them. So my box was gone within about three, four weeks almost. Oh, yeah. And I, it took me about two, three cigars to even warm up to that one. But then after about the third cigar, I was just in love with it. And this one, uh, the 21, I, I like it. It's just a different smoke. I mean, it's uh, a little bit more... Um, I don't want to see mellow. It's just a different smoke. It's like it doesn't have the uh, spicy. I don't know. I, I just remember, and I haven't smoked one of the twenties in a while now either. Yeah, a little more bang. It seemed like uh, the twenty did twenty one, but it's just a good, beautiful smoke. Uh, the twenty one for me. Yeah, no. The thing with the twenty one was, you know, Pepin was making it again, right? So we know my father Tatuai, you know, Pepin Garcia. Um, made it again. And I think I just so dramatically wanted it to be this, this meaty spice thing. And it wasn't. That it kinda it kinda threw me off. Um and it's not that it's a bad cigar, it's a great cigar. It's just there were other cigars this year that really stood out above that. Really did. I liked the their their TA released the Lost Angel. I yeah, that was good. That was good, yeah. I actually I actually like that one enough that I that I bought two boxes. Yeah, that's the one you got up in wow, that's Outlaw. <laughs> yeah, right. You brought and I've got them from John's uh, pipe right. I forget shop John's over there too. Yeah, shop. Yeah, I was just actually in there asking him about the uh, oh the um, God. I always have Karloff. You know if mm. they were going to get. Because I had read that they were going to release the TAA, uh, TAA shops, uh, the boxes, some boxes of the uh, Carlos. Yep. So, you know, I want to jump on that. Yeah. Because that was, I mean, I can't even remember when we got those. Was that a year ago? 20. Yeah, those were absolutely killer. That's a, that's funny you bring that cigar up. That's one of those cigars that that one sticks with me forever. I think, I think hands down, that may be one of the best goddamn cigars ever released, that Carloff. That it just hit on it hit on every factor I think you wanted when you think monster one, Tatuaje the other, and then you look at that size. It's got spice. It's got sweet. It's got such a thick smoke to it, and I don't care when you smoked them, how many you smoked them, 
they were consistent every fucking time. They don't change. Yeah. You light one up right now, it's like that Padron analogy I always use, right? Go 20 years ago and smoke a 64 Exclusivo and then light one right now. Don't know how to do it. Don't know how, but it's the same damn thing. Never changed. And then if you jump to the, the redo, the Frank redo, um, that was equally as good. I wouldn't say it's as good as Karloff, but I think the thing about the Frank is, is once you smoked one, it was damn good, but you really had to think about your commitment <laughs> because, I mean, that damn thing, literally, you can be puffing on that for two hours. That's a seriously commitment. So every time I go to grab one, I'm like, Frank, and they're like, man, two hours? I was, you know, I can get two cigars in on that, right? I mean, am I telling no, the truth? You're not lying. I remember yeah. we both, it was really funny. Like, I think it was the three of us had the conversation. We had all smoked it and gotten out, right? It was there. You had gone to crew and got your boxes, um, or the boxes, and then I had smoked a stick at work. You had got your box, you had got the left and right, right? Mm-hmm. You got your boxes and you had smoked it. And we were talking about it the next day, and he goes, dude, you smoked that thing yet? I'm like, dude, it took me three fucking hours. Like, I'm not kidding. Yeah. I was smoking. It's not like I was, I don't mean three hours as in like you started it, you got busy, you went back. At your work, that could be an all-day cigar. Sitting the fuck down, smoke it like other guys were smoking it. And at about like the two-hour mark, I'm looking over, and I still got four inches of this thing, and everyone's putting it down. I'm like, okay, one of two things have happened here. <laughs> this is really, really good. Or I have dramatically slowed down how fast I smoke. <laughs> I mean, these old men are torquing past me quick. And it just, but then, but then it was funny. Then the next time I smoked one, I smoked like an hour and a half. And then the third time we did it, we did them on the podcast. We finished the podcast and I was still smoking the damn thing. And that brings to my memory another one by Tatuaje that we had, which was a long one too. What was that one? It was like the 2021 um, the Cojono, the 21 one Cojono, yeah, yeah that, that weird uh, 58 ring gauge. It was a long one. We smoked on that one for an hour and a half. It and that like thing too. was dense, dense. Well, so are we, I mean, I guess we're in the groove already about talking about some of our favorite cigars of the year. Right? Yeah, I do. I do want us to hit like we normally do, do our top five, you know, that, you know, for the year. Um, it can be top five for any reason. doesn't have to mean that it's a permanent you know, top cigar for you, but... Oh, no, just some of the things the that year. were memorable cigars that came out this year that we were smoking. Well, I we've got... It looks like we've got two or three bourbons to get through today, but I pulled uh, Elijah Craig 18 out of the vault uh, Ooh, today, which shit. is always, you know, a gorgeous uh, bottle. And Look at that. This yeah. one... Um, so... So... 45 so this is a 90 proof elijah craig 18 year and it one thing that kind of drives me crazy okay this is this was bottled on uh 4216 so this is a bottle that i've had and been drinking mm-hmm. on 16 Five now, years it was bottled in 16 whether i got it in 17 or whatever i don't know regardless you've been drinking on it for at four least, or five years yeah yeah. Okay, yeah. That's what I love about bourbon over wine. Don't yep. get me wrong. I like a good uh, wine night. But uh, me and you get a $1,000 bottle of one of our favorite, and uh, that podcast will laugh about maybe 30 minutes, 40 yep. minutes. Both. And that bottle's gone forever. Yep. At least these, we can keep going back to them and experience them and having fun. And- well, and you, you've touched on it quite a few times before how... Um- 
how well age and everything does, you know, over time when it sits and it handles everything like that, you know, does good. I think as long as you keep them, not as long as you keep them out of the sunlight in a fairly consistent um, temperature, which these, I imagine my bourbon stays around 60, 65 all year round and with no light. Um, and that's probably perfect. So, I don't know. As what I've been tasting or whatever, everything seems to be doing doing really good. But for you that, that don't know, this is Elijah Craig single barrel, and this is all out of Heaven Hill and 90 proof and not much more to say about it other than it's beautiful. We've had it before. It's a fantastic expression. I, I, it's one of my favorite. And I do... I'm lucky enough that I've been able to get a hold of another one. Oh, nice. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Elijah Craig's really stepped up. It's uh, well, I guess you could say Heaven Hill has really stepped up. It's um, push and appeal and everything. You know, like with branching Elijah Craig out to its barrel proof stuff and so on and so forth. You know, but <coughs> well, I was ready to cheers. Where did our man? Uh, rush I don't know. Let me. Uh, we'll pause this real quick. I'm gonna go see where our host ran off to, and we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, guys, we're back. Everything's good. Uh, Michelin star chef Soifer was in with his sous vide. Anyway, <laughs> we left off. We were just about getting ready to cheers this 18-year uh, mm. Elijah Craig. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, yeah, Merry Christmas Merry and Happy Christmas, New Year. Happy, New Year. happy birthday, bro. Yeah. Yeah, happy birthday. You know, I gotta say, there's not. Oh, it is a little chilly time, today, right? It's not a perfect time for whiskey, right? Like you can have whiskey any any time, right? It's like I, we we have, we have joked about this talking. It's like during the summer, you know, you're at the pool, you're at the lake, or you're just hanging out outside, and it's 90 degrees. You don't necessarily really want a hundred proof whiskey, right? But then when the sun goes down, there's a nice breeze, and it's 80 degrees, you can have it. When it's really cold, whiskey almost. It's solidified, like it gets thicker. You know, I think it brings the sugars out, like, because that's sweeter or sweet ish type of Swedish. Well, that's, you know? that's what Stick Figures says smoking brings the day on up yeah. and bourbon brings the day on down. Yeah. Or whiskey brings the, day on, bring the day on up. Yeah. Whiskey brings the day on down. Yeah. Well, it's as good as I remember. And um, I've had some Elijah Craig even over the holidays. I had some. We had a little bourbon gig and <clears throat> he had some there and it was fantastic. I think the flavors are not coming out uh, as good and they may even go away because I, I think when it gets cold, you're not experiencing as many flavors as when it warms up a little bit. But if you keep your hand kind of around there a little bit, you know. Well, right, so when, when whiskey's in a barrel, there's a lot of flavor. Cold, the cold shrinks it, right? Heat expands? Well, <clears throat> yeah. Actually, I was gonna I was gonna say that the analogy of the uh, uh, ice wine. So they, that's that's a, that's a late harvest wine that they that where, where they're, they're pulling the the, the, the grapes um, when they're frozen, right? Yeah, yeah. Or they have not frozen, but they've got uh, frost. Yes. Yeah. So and 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 it, that's exactly what it does. It concentrates the sugar. My toes are cold as fuck. Um, yeah. But you know, if you notice when you have when you have like uh, 
if if you when you order some food and right you're hungry and you want to get into it and eat it and it does seem like uh, like I'll get I'll it could be anything chicken fish you know especially uh, fried fish that has um, you know really spicy Cajun batter or whatever when you eat it hot and you eat one and you get it down because you're so you're anticipating it so much. But then your second one that had cooled down, you know, it had cooled down a little bit. It seems like the flavors start coming out a little bit more as it cools down a little bit. And um, oh, yeah, I see what you're I've saying. I've even noticed that with meat a little bit. When you get it, when you first get there, well, of course, I always go for the, the sides of my steak right off the bat. I like that fat. Pot. Oh, yeah, come on. <laughs> That marmalade and all that finished charcoal and the natural candy. Right, and then as you back off, you can just feel those juices in there as you start cutting a little deeper into the steak and whatever. And I think for bourbon, you know, there's a good temperature to serve that. And it's probably room temperature, right? Um, but when it gets a little colder, because I can remember me and you sitting in your garage <laughs> on a day like today, and we're like, uh, well, how does it taste? Well, <laughs> we had a it heater. It's fucking cold, man. About the eighth that size, just blowing at our feet. <laughs> and we weren't even trying to warm our feet. We had the bottles still trying to warm the bottles. Yeah. It wouldn't work. It was I, hilarious. I had a, an, an electric heater specifically for that purpose. I can't find it. Well, I don't think you're, the tent idea, I think is fantastic. I just think the sides have to be... I even said this at your other place. Like, this side, because it's hitting right there, but I was thinking like those bean bags, you know, you bring them along and it keeps the wind. And I, on my tent that I had, when I had my rubber hot tub, yeah. did you ever see that? Yeah, I did, yeah. But on these um, drapes that I had, I put in these heavy steel rods and then put a little toggle thing on them and it kept them down and pretty secure. Um, honestly, I don't even know how the wind's getting here. It's like whipping around the side of the house and like a snake coming in here. That's <laughs> yeah, weird. I don't know. But, but anyway, back to my cigar. This thing is everything I always remember, man. I mean, this particular cigar, and I know you've smoked them before too, but even though you've smoked them, you, you need to smoke them again to remind yourself of the flavor and the spiciness. It's such a well well balanced uh, cigar, and I did the Toro. I want to say uh, three or four days ago, and it was equally as good. I think I was still, you know, as we've always talked about. I used to be just a, a nothing but a six sixty man. Yep. But through our podcasting and trying different, um, you know, different cigars, different sizes, you know, I love, you know, the. Um, the variances of trying different sizes and whatever, but I was just kind of, this was the perfect day for this guy. He yeah. says he goes through about seven boxes of these a month. That's wild. That's wild. <clears throat> Good for him, though. Nothing wrong with that. Um, Alright, so why don't you start, uh, pick your, um, so what was your least favorite cigar you smoked in 2020? I mean, 21. That's what I said. Uh, <laughs> Reconfirming. That's that's a hard question to answer because um, the ones that are bad are, are usually not memorable unless they're really bad. 
I wasn't expecting you to ask that. Um, I mean, I, I, the ones that say now that for, for being disappointing are ones that, that I, I had a, a strong expectation of, of, it, of it being really good, something that was really hyped up. Um, and so in that regard, what, what, what comes to mind was the, um, there was the, the LCA release with the, with, with the naked chick on it. Or the Chico? Chi the, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's cool. It's a, it's a, it's a cool band. I, I, I saved the band. I, I'm, you know, whenever I figure out what I'm going to do with, with the cigar bands that I've just been dumping in a, in a Los Calaveras box, I'll, I'll do something with that one. I'll feature it prominently, even though... They're cool. It was like a... Yeah, can you guys name all those? Because I thought they were all kind of mellow, cream puffies, not really all that interesting. That's, that's what my number five is. Like, my worst cigar of the year been the LCA releases. The they, cream puffy one. What, the, what was it called? Milk Cookies? Or something? Milk cook, uh, Cookie Monster... Oh. There was a uh, the Sigabon. Chico, the Sigabon, Trail a, Mix, yeah. um, Tai Chi. Uh, the bo the Death Buckets were good. The one Room 101 stuff were good. Um, I did smoke the um, Kefi um, Lancero yesterday. That one's not bad at all. It's actually a pretty good cigar. Um, but a lot of those those LCA sticks, they just did you do the plummet. did you and I think it's more now. It's which I'm very happy for them. They have more of a fanboy basis than it is actual product. But you know what I mean? Did you try the the one in the in the the white wooden coffin? Uh, the Christian Yeroa one, the, the twenty one something. No, yeah. I did not. No. Well, I did think he kind of redeemed himself at the end there with the <coughs> Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, it wasn't a pumpkin on there. It was the guy from Nightmare. Oh, the ghoul. The uh the boogie man. Uh Oogie Boogie. Oogie Boogie, yeah. He, he yeah, was yeah. kind of a takeoff of Oogie Boogie. That wasn't and a bad We were like we were like, Oh, this is gonna be crap. But it actually was not out of all the ones he put out this year, I thought that one was pretty good. Yeah, that I I, I didn't I almost forgot about that. I think I'm thinking on the ones I didn't and like. He so actually much. really tried hard on that label. I mean it had like a coppery had a really nice looking oh, label. Was, the rest of them were like photoshopped or something. I thought they were cartoony. The other ones, they were real like the the Chico one. It's like a Grand Theft Auto chick. Yes. That's what it looks like, you yeah. know, from the video game. Um, but yeah, they're you know the, the they they kind of they, they had several releases with the Sesame Street characters. But you know what I, what I what I have enjoyed from 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 them were some some of the releases in in the the the, 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 the monthly box release. And occasionally, I mean, there's been a, there's been a couple of those that I've I've ordered more of. The nice thing is, when you like them, you can get more of those. Right. I I'm, I I I finally uh, canceled the farm one because I wasn't going through it fast enough. But they did make an effort to improve those. Like this is how they do the farm now. So it still has a number that corresponds, but they but they put they put bands on them. Mm. Um, Cheeky. I like them. Um, the, 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 the part that I, I, I'm a little disappointed with, with those is when you find one that you really like, you don't know what it is. You can't get more of it. I mean, that's not a deterrent. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't spend the time anymore to, to, to go through the check the, 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 the tasty notes uh, like I, I used to. I, ju I just. I just. I just smoke them and hope for the best. Um, <laughs> well, I think the problem with me is is I think when we got with uh, what was it was this, what was it Brian Brian. Yep. When we got with Brian, it was somewhere around the end of the year, it and was. we all got excited. We were in the tent actually when we had him at I think at your old place. Well, yeah, but when we got him, it was in the winter. 
Yes. So, okay, so now I've got limited smoking time because of where I can't smoke, because I can't smoke at my house. So, you know, so they started piling up and piling up. And by the time we got to where, where we could really smoke outside again, my God, I was like three months. I was like 10 something cigars. Yeah, I want to say it was, I'm going to check, but I want to say we did that in like October. You signed up that night. Or that day during that podcast. So I was like a box behind, but I just couldn't smoke them and try them fast enough. And then having our weekly podcast and trying new cigars, it just was like, oh, oh, we got to slow this wagon down and get off for a bit, you know? Wow, this is, this is pretty dope. So I just opened our uh, podcast analytics here. Uh, we got two reviews from Florida, from the Florida Keys, one in the Maracay. And one in Key West. Best podcast I listened to this year. And if you're ever back in the Keys, make sure to stop by the shop. And that was from Green Street? Uh, one's definitely Green Street. Well, if it's the yeah. only podcast they listen to all year, well, I even like that. Right. I ain't meant that <laughs> at all. Uh, but I want to say what I was looking at is I wanted to say I think that was like October... It was right before we did... Ah, here we go. It was in January. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking. It was about this time. And isn't it funny how we unconsciously do the same things kind of every year. We're back in the tent <laughs> at Sophia's, at Sophia's, at, at the same almost time as we were last year. That's true. And, it, you know, when those pictures pop up, you know, be like, we'll be at the farm, and then we'll be going to dinner. Be like, oh, we were at here last year around the same weekend, within a few days, you know? It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's fun when, when you put it together that way. But, all right, well... Uh, <clears throat> this is still a work in progress. As a, I'm, I'm still... I, I like I like the the, the, the suggested build-out that, 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 that Mark put out with that, that room upstairs because it's independent from the rest of the house. I just, I can very easily close it off. It has, has, has all those, those those windows. I can, I, 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 I can get it heated as a, as, as, as a, as an indoor smoking room where I won't have to, to worry about the smoke. Is that on the second floor? Yeah. Oh. Actually, <laughs> if I didn't have a kid who wanted to occupy the third floor, <laughs> do something with that. Just go right through the roof. It'd be very easy to, to, to vent that room. Yeah. <clears throat> That, is, right. that will be pretty cool up there, a the little library-looking spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the windows and shit. That would yeah. be pretty sweet. Um, so, uh, all right, I said my worst worst thing that stuck out for me this year definitely was uh, were some of those LCA releases. But how about you? Well, I kind of jumped on that, too. I mean, uh, while we're doing the worst, well, okay. Jeez. Uh, I mean... I guess for me, those were some of the ones that I just thought were, eh, you know, I, I wouldn't know how to rate them because then some are just like, eh, well, that was all right, you know. Um, I'd be much better at the ones I thought were good this year than the ones that were bad. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I'm kind of on him, uh, on Mark's statement, too. It's like, God, if they're bad, they're just not very memorable. It's like, you know, eh. Don't even, you don't even lock it away. It's right, like, you just, yeah. 
it's gone and it's gone. Yeah, I, I okay, I, I get that. I it's kind of like, what did you do last night? And if you can't remember, it really wasn't a memorable night, you know? I mean, <laughs> <It's true>. <laughs> <laughs> what did you eat? Well, it must not have been good because I don't even know. Um, uh, but yeah, okay, so let's do this. Um, what about what about bourbon? Was there one one that we had this year or that you had this year? Scotch, anything that you just didn't think was, uh, you know, didn't didn't hold up. I think liquid's a little easier to remember than. Well, I think out of the four bookers that came out this year, I thought they were all pretty consistent. And now, for me and you, we've talked about this many times. You know, it's like, are is it bookers? Yeah. Is it that same Nashville that we're used to? Yeah. But did anything stand out this year that? was like a shiny barrel or a country ham or the ones that we are Boston batch. And I thought the last one that came out, the 04, which is the, um, it's kind of hard to say. It's like the stranger, a stranger's knoll or stranger. Knoll. No, 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 no strangers. I think it's a stranger's knoll. Yeah. Cause he would meet strangers and he would talk to them, yeah. invite and them over and have some bourbon. And I think it's stranger's knoll. Anyway, that one's memorable for me uh, for this year. I thought that was the best out of the batch um, that he put out this year, which great. I mean, I think if you can get one that's like a shiny barrel and that out of the whole year, I think you're doing pretty good. Maybe you get two, um, which he has done before. But I thought that was the one that stood out for me. Yeah. By the way, I saw two of them the other day. <laughs> Hundred plus. No, they're on eighty bucks. Oh, well, that's good. Um, I got the one with the the blue label. I don't remember which which one. The, that was the most recent one. The green is, label. The blue blue, blue. label. Oh. That is the most recent one. That's uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I think I got it for eighty. Yeah, that was cool. The Booker's the Booker's was great. Um, I do agree. This year, I don't think that the collection of four bottles um, was on at par as the past few years. You know, um, my Donahue's batch, that was the third one. That's the one we had, and we are just like, eh, I just, I don't need that one. Pigskin was the first one? Pigskin was fourth quarter of last year. Oh. Football season. I, I liked that one. Yeah. Yeah. That was the one that we That's the one they this. came after they dropped the three. Yep. And they just skipped three and went up to four. Yep. Yep. And we had both picked it up the same day at the same store, two different spots. But, um... Yeah, that that was there. I really uh, this year. I really, 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 really liked, and I don't know if you've had it yet, but you know, we know Davies County. Yeah, right? the they did. One? They did a double barrel. It's I the have black one. You want to do that here? It is fucking fantastic. Oh, I thought we were still talking about ones oh. that we disliked. Oh, I'll tell you one that was memorable for me, and I don't want to hurt your feelings. No, no, but the um, it's it's the Oregon Black Label or whatever. Um, um, it's kind of in that almost, um, you know, bamboo bottle, that rounded one, and it's got a white label. And I thought it was the Oregon, like... Oregon Trail? No. Okay, well... Not Orphan, right? No, it was one that you had got, and I see it on the shelf all the time, that used to be really good from Oregon. And then they somebody bought them and started, and it really was not that good at all. And I was like, oh, my God, that's not very good. And you brought it. It's one of yours that you had brought to the sh- uh, one of the... Sh- have you not... Sorry. Uh, have you not tried the one that he's talking about, the Davis County? Maple. Oh, maple Black Maple Hills. Black Maple Hills. Yeah. yeah. 
I did not think that was good. That so that that was really interesting when I pulled that out because that that was something I rare coincidence walking by it. I thought the price was wrong on it. I had it checked. They had it listed. I was like, holy shit! Probably I got 80, 90 bucks. Black, yeah, right. But I remember when I had that. Remember when we all went to Oaked when Oaked was closing? Yeah, and they were getting the bottles. That was that they had the Black Maple Hills, and I think you bought it. Somebody bought yep. it, and we had drank it. I was like, "Man, that shit's amazing!" I had never seen it anywhere, and then it was there. So, if you want to try that that that, that Black Davies County, I, I have a bottle. Like, I'll go grab it. Of oh, the double oak. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just wondering because what I'm telling you is, is it's kind of like Old Scout. So you can get an Old Scout either from Tennessee. Are Indiana. Right. If you get the one from Tennessee, you're not going to be happy. You get the one from any, uh, Indiana, you're going to be happy. Right. You like were all the that. new scouts that are out right now, um, which uh, Dirt Cheap has one out. It's a six-year old scout, and it's from Indiana. Check the back of the label before you buy it. But it's really good for the money. I want to say it's $30, $34 in that price range. Well worth it uh, for you guys. That, you know, you can't spend the big bucks. But I mean, that's that's a decent uh, a bottle of bourbon in that price range. Um, yeah, but that's one because I remember if you get where it was made because I've always believed the ones that were, were done in Oregon, if I believe right or whatever, I believe right. That's kind of weird. But anyway, that's my ditty on that. I get that. Yeah, that was one. That was one that kind of kind of shocked me. I thought for sure that was going to be a slam dunk, and it it wasn't. But uh, yeah, so let's do um, let's go let's go a cigar and a whiskey that stood out for you this year. So off the bat, I said that double barrel from Davies County, and then that Caribe from Avo Yvesen, uh the C A R I B E, the Caribe. It's it's part of their travel series release. That smoke I gave you to smoke um, that cigar. The reason it sticks out to me so much, one, I I, I love it. I buy two every time the boss comes in. I get two sticks, so I have them. And it's an avo in. I don't, with the with the exception of the improvisation that we smoked in 21, had the real black, orange, white label on it. Okay. But, but it is that Corona or Churchill size. With the exception of that scar, I can't tell you of an avo that, that I'll cut and smoke. Because it's just... Most avo tobacco is is that traditional Dominican dirty, just natural ground floor taste of tobacco. Yeah, you know, there's not really normally anything you know popping. This thing's fruity. It's botanical. It's got some spice. That cigar was fantastic, and it's also the hardest cigar I've ever had pairing with something because it changes so much. You'll start out right. You're like, oh, hell yeah. And then all of a sudden you take a draw and it like make the whiskey sour because it's so fruity, right? Or it's so botanical. And then it just, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. So that's one. What's one, what's one for you? A cigar and a bourbon or a um, scotch. Okay. I, I uh, there's two, two that, there's a couple that, that, that come to mind. Um, I, I really liked that, that, that Weller pairing from, uh, the, uh, uh, from General. I, 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 I didn't expect to like that one as much as I did. Um, did you actually do it with 12-year? Yeah. Okay, cool. The one thing about that cigar that's so unique, uh, like Sean Williams will tell you when he talks about it, so everybody thought, right? Because you you know Ted's cigars. 
right? They're the ones who do the Maker's Mark, the Forty Creek, you know, like the dipped cigars. As soon as that thing came in that tube, had Weller on it, 12, everybody assumed that it had been dipped, right? But it's not. It looked like a novelty item. It did. It's a Weller pairing. It is. And Sean right. Williams will tell you, he goes, look, we fermented the tobaccos a certain kind of way to where when you drink it, it's not, look, when you drink it with 12-year Weller, it's it's the best. But they're like, if you drink any, if, he'll, if you drink it with any weeded whiskey with a little bit of age, he goes, it'll be one of the best pairings you've had. And I told everyone this too. If you had the opportunity to smoke one by itself with water, that cigar, this is one of the ones I was gonna talk about in that, that thing is fucking amazing. And again, it's a general cigars Cohiba. <laughs> I can't tell you of another one that I'm gonna sit around and smoke on, you know? So I, I also, um, was it was it 2021 that, um, that, that that we tried the the one that um, it had an orange and black label that kind of crisscrossed? Um, we, we we each got one complimentary, but mortar coil that was really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, I was uh, I was I have to admit I was I was uh, I was I, I liked that 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 Penelope that we had in, in Weston a lot more than I expected I would. That was that was actually pretty good. Their barrel pick. Yeah, I've actually picked one of those up. I haven't reopened it, but uh, yeah, I, I really thought that was good too. There was another bottle we had up there that was a green label. Yes. Um, that I haven't seen anywhere, as well as Starlight Smoky from the Smoke One from Smoke Vegas. Wagon. Smoke Wagon. Yeah, I've been looking for that too. I haven't seen that, but I, I really like that. So uh, that Starlight Distillery one. That's the one with the meme on it. Yeah, that's the one that uh, Rusty and. A bunch of a bunch of cigar reps across the country went in and did a barrel pick. They're out of Texas on that one. Yeah, I I, I want a bottle of that too. But Penelope was, yeah, that surprisingly that, uh, good. And yeah. you can that's rel- rel- readily available in St. Louis. Um, I've seen it a lot of the A ones, the Royals. But are there are there normal releases as good as that barrel pick, or is that barrel pick just special? everywhere I've gone? They have all three there. Yeah, but I mean, but that that one that we tried in in, in Weston. That was Weston Tobacco's barrel pick. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. I, that's I, I, oh, okay. I, I just I just don't know how that compares to. The well, re- I haven't opened the one I got, so I haven't compared it. Plus, I don't have. We drank all that, didn't we? Yeah. There's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's sitting uh, there for no fucking reason. There's like a drink <laughs> left in it. <laughs> it's just sitting there. <laughs> um, yeah, those those were those were pretty shocking. I didn't expect. Oh, uh, I just have another one that that, that that stands out from 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 2021 that I thought was really good. The Balboa Rye. I really liked that one too. That shit was amazing. New Riff, the Balboa. Yeah. No, yeah. I yeah I got a bottle of it. it yeah. Is, yeah. That one was just so funny because I think I told you this. When I got back from Nashville or from uh, Louisville, we were doing the podcast out at um, Illinois Alton Grafton. We were out at Grafton. Yeah. We did the Peerless Double Oaked. We had those Viaje cigars. And on that podcast, I'm talking about this new riff I had. And I'm like, dude, they had it everywhere down there. And it's called Balboa. You know, it's a Pennsylvania loom or heirloom rye. They yeah. named it Balboa. The next morning, you send this picture out walking out of Captain Z's with this Balboa rye. I text him, like, how many bottles on? He goes, two. I went, walk back in and get them. <laughs> Go inside and get them. And then we had him at the uh, haunt. Yeah. Where we sat outside there. It would be interesting. I don't know if we've smoked our uh, Cyclops with that see if that's a good pairing just because <clears throat> um, we've got some Pennsylvania um, 
Lajaro and uh, Broadleaf in there, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> That's well, a really interesting take on that. I didn't think about that. Well, I'll tell you the cigar I, I loved, and it's still in my head all the time, and I'm, I just try not to go in and get them, is that uh, Tatuaje uh, 10T100 or... T110. T110. I, I mean, now, they, they put out... Uh, two different wrappers on that, or was there three? There were, well, there, okay, there were two to every Tatuai account, and then specific accounts got the third one. Okay, well, there was one that had the white... Um, Sumatra. The Sumatra. I just thought, uh, man, I should have bought a box of those right there. And I don't know what we did. We split, I think me and you split some of we those. We split a box of Sumatra. Yeah. So they've been sparingly, I've been trying to do one every once in a while, but man, I, I just think that's a fantastic smoke. Yeah, and that's a bummer. They're gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, so they did. They did the the Sumatra and the Broadleaf, and then they did the Habano. And the yeah. Habano is the re-release of the original 2007 non-banded T110 that was only an event thing. But only, I mean, for example, I think Jimmy got four boxes of it. You know, and like he, he's the tat spot right now. Yeah. You know, uh, I think Lit got one. Um, I don't even think uh, I don't even know where else they were at. I, I don't know in St. Louis. I think those are the only two places you could get a hold of them. But um, that that was that was a, again that was a well. I don't want to do more because I don't want to be like sitting here ripping into something that you may pick. But there's a couple more that I really, especially when you go somewhere, and like I went to the Crownheads uh, Christmas party. And, you know, they've got everything there. And I was really kind of surprised. But I, I absolutely love uh, the Sergeant. Um, now, Luciano put that together through Ace Prime. Am I yep. thinking correctly? Yep. I it. just think that smoke, and we had them when Luciano was in town, when we had the dinner and uh, everything through Lit and uh, at uh, Ruth Chris's Steakhouse and whatever, we got a heads up on that was coming. And that Sergeant cigar... It is just, there's just something different about it. The flavors, I don't know if it's, um, I, I haven't looked online to see what's actually in there, but it, I, it seems to remind me of that Costa Rica that we were smelling and got to smell like the ingredients in the, in the uh, Mel Diaz. Yep. Uh, I, I just think that's a fantastic cigar. So I, I went and that was my box I got on Christmas and I absolutely love them. I'm trying to keep my hands Ooh. out of the box because <laughs> I love them. Those the size are is good. It's a little robusto good, size. It's a great smoke. Good news about those is those are now uh, core brand, so they're not going anywhere. Those are that's core brand Pachardo now. It's not going anywhere. Um, I will tell you the cigar that stuck out to me all year. Best cigar I had all year was the Mildias. In one specific setting. So yeah, of course. The the Escoguitos. Uh, you remember the 10 count box that came they were the double coronas okay i think in that size if you could get a hold of those the amount of wrapper on there made that cigar fantastic now that day we were sitting outside with luciano and he fresh rolled the wrapper we smoked the wrapper or he did it in order we smoked the filler he rolled the filler we smoked it he rolled the binder we smoked it then he rolled the wrapper he smoked it and then he handed us three fresh rolled mil Diaz, and we smoked them. Man, I can taste shit in that cigar. Like, I'll, I'll, I can do a half-wheel article on that cigar. Like, just the shit you taste. I mean, it hands down made that 
nothing has topped that cigar this year. Nothing. Let me tell you something. If you want, <laughs> if you can spend a whole day with Luciano smoking cigars, especially when he gets on a roll and gets excited and wants you to try. I mean, if you can make it all day with him, we smoke some smokes. Holy, holy shit, mackerel! Um, have you ever, have you ever seen me? We've wanted to go along, smoke all day long, and have to take a break and walk away for air. Well, I mean, after the Western weekend, I mean, I, nobody was was smoking. Well, no one's smoking on the way back. Yeah, no, this day, dude. We, I think we probably collectively between the six people sitting there, smoked two or three pounds worth of straight Lajero. I got up at one point and went inside, and I was leaning on the counter. I'm like, bro, I need a break. <laughs> I'm like, I got a nicotine fit, baby. <laughs> I, I need a break. I think I'm hiring shit. <laughs> Yeah, that was definitely, if you're talking about a highlight of the year, that was definitely right there. That that maybe Chris one of the top deals this well, year. Well, that Roots Chris Knight was actually pretty damn good, too. Um, it was amazing. Yeah. You know, that that as far as, uh, um, and then we'll do, uh, I want to do cigar events and stuff like that, and you know, because do some shout-outs and stuff, but I've only been to one cigar dinner like that before, like, like, in a location where a shop put on a dinner and then you either went back to the shop or you went to a rented place where you could smoke and stuff. And that one was great. It was really cool, you know, to do all that. But what Lit was able to do with Crown Heads and Luciano, uh, with Old Elk and, and Southern Glaciers, right? And that was epic, right? But you got to talk about the staff at Ruth Chris on that event. Dude, they literally went from plan A to D and got back to plan A by the time dinner was over. Yeah, within about 30 minutes. It's they had it knocked out. Originally that night, we were all sitting outside. You were going to be able to smoke through the whole thing. Right, Luciano had this whole plan laid out on, you were going to light all the cigars, and with this, you know, when you bit the, the tuna, you would smoke this cigar. And I was there early, and they had it all dialed in. That storm came and through? 10 inside. damn minutes. Um, ruined it, but it ended up being epic anyway. So we're, we we haven't got to event yet. But another cigar that I, I want to bring kudos to you is is you brought that fiftieth fiftieth uh, anniversary back from the Keys that me and you mm. smoked, um, and that was that Padron killer dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and did we, I'm trying to, because there was two podcasts right around in there. Did we do that at Sugar Creek? Yes. That's what I thought. Yes. And, and we did that. We were trying, we started the day off with the 50th anniversary, and we were doing vodka. Um, the, um, oh, um, it was. Um, Judgment Tree. Judgment Tree. And we kind of started out with that. So we, we got kind of a, I don't want to say a blank palette, but, you know, it, it's not, you know, vodka and club is like really good water with some, you know, it's like a, it's like a spritzer kind of. Yeah, you don't have so any like... So we really got to get the full flavor right off the bat. We didn't hit it or pair it with any bourbon right off the bat. Like a real heavy proof bourbon. But hell, that cigar lasted through two or at least two bourbon pairings, even though we started out trying their vodka with some club um, but I, I just thought that cigar and thanks to you for bringing that back because I thought that cigar was amazing I don't do a lot of Patron but that was amazing I mean, yeah that was um, the best yeah that, 
Yeah, it's always really funny too, right? So like this year in the, uh, uh, you know, I'm not a huge Fuente guy. I talk about it all the time, right? I'm really not. There's a couple here and there I like, and if somebody puts an Opus X in front of me, I'll smoke it because you know some someday I'll like one. In the holiday, I think it was the holiday sampler this year. Uh, we had popped one open. There's an Opus X 25th in there or 20th. It's got all the like real cool deep blue on it. Oh my God, that cigar is lights out. Utterly fantastic. Absolutely amazing, right? Now it retails for something like 120 some odd dollars, okay? So of course I would like that one that I am not going to go buy. <laughs> right. But it happened to be inside this unique little sampler that was able to get my hands on, you know? So that was cool. But um, yeah, that Padron, again, great cigar but if you go like for example like i told you what they were priced down there at green street that's why i grabbed them when i was at fox uh in scottsdale this year at fox he's got the full humidor there naturals on the left maduro on the right they're a hundred dollars a stick and i'm like all right man look again i could get i could probably go grab six cigars i haven't had or it's hard to find and have get myself a drink Mom a drink, wife a drink, sit down and be at a hundred dollars, or and buy this one cigar and start there. And I never. Well, had at least it. they didn't set the whole box there for you're smoking like ten dollars cigars, and they set the box there, and you light up a couple of those, and you're. I'll like, tell you. Oh, that'll be two, three hundred. I'll tell you. Two, three hundred. You want to know one of the worst bourbons I had this year? Four Roses hundred thirty fifth anniversary. Okay, it was so good in my mouth. Looks really bad on paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was some bullshit, man. Uh, but yeah, that Padron, that that one's that one's up there too. That that's easily number two for me. So the Mildew also be one. Two is going to be that Padron fifty. Um, what did where where would you where would you put um the Cajono twenty one from Tatuai? Where, where, where would you put that? Would that be a top five, or is that well, just a good Well, wasn't that the one, too, that burned, and it was a long, good burn, at least an hour, hour 15, 20? Is that the one we did at Sheldon's? Sheldon's? Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought that was a great cigar. Um, it lasted a long time. That was a good, overall, long-lasting burn that was just consistent from start to finish. Um I don't know. I, I wouldn't put that in my top five, though. I don't think so. Because for me, it has to be memorable. Like, you know, for example, when I tried that Miami 15, I was not expecting anything. And it was kind of a small little Robusto. And it, it even, um, is that, it's like a small Bellicosa, isn't it? That Yeah, they were, calling, they were calling it a Bellicosa. Yeah. But I mean, when I got an inch into that, I was just like, you know, something parted right there. I mean, the flavors in that were just so surprising to me. It, it was like an eye-opener. Um, now, everything's not going to be memorable like that, but um, no, I don't know if that would be in my top five, but... Right. Mark, what you got? Another top five stick. That anniversary is in my top five, absolutely. What anniversary? The Patron. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. 
and not necessarily because of the price or whatever. It just was, it lived up to the hype on it. It's just the 50th anniversary. Uh, it, it costs a little money, but it's a great smoke. Great smoke. Oh, yeah. I don't think the price, I mean, the price, the only part the price paid in that was that it was affordable to get them. <laughs> you know. What do you think? I like that one that you're smoking. This? Had, had yeah. a couple of those. Yeah. And These again, what, what's that you're smoking? It's in? the Green Hornet Lancero. Oh, yeah. yeah. Out of that, out of that. Like you, so you, the one I gave for your birthday, yeah. that's the Green Hornet Pig. So it's the same cigar, they just did them in different sizes. I thought that's the B. The, uh, the bee stinger out of the beehive, what, the, the one you out of the hive, the hive. Oh, box. the hive. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And that's got kind of a, not a barber pole, but the color. They wrapped it in a yeah, way it looks a like a, a, a bee cone or whatever a hive. Yeah. 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 The presentation on that is beautiful. I'll be excited to smoke that. What do you got, Mark? I'm, 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 uh... It's kind of a loaded question, right? I really wanted to, 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 to love the um, 21 uh, Romacraft, but I like the 2020 much better. Um, I'm trying to think of the ones that, that, that uh, I uh, represented my opinion in, in purchasing. I mean, I, I bought two of the Franks, so I still have a bunch of those, uh, even though I've, I've, I've handed them out. I actually I, I liked the uh, that, that that monster sampler. I still I, I still have. A box yeah, of I probably those. still have four or five left in my sampler as well. I was gonna buy another box of the Frank redo, but I'm like, it could take me another two years just to, <laughs> to smoke the Franks I have already. Um, and I actually once I read that that the uh, the TAA stores were gonna get some more of of the. Um, God, I have such a hard time with the bar, the Barloff, the Karloff. Uh, I I opened that my other box and started getting into that, so I need to slow down on that until I get another one. But man, those are well, we've already talked about that. But anyway, uh, what did what did you like best out of that? We can segue to that. What did you like best out of the Monster Mash box? Um, can't think of what it was called. There was a there was a new one in that um, the creature. Yeah, uh, I was it wasn't as as heading as I as I as I, as I, as I thought it was going to be. And I, well, and I thought I, that scar sucked. I mean, it was a uh, yeah. I, are you telling me I wanted that to be the baddest bone of them all? Yeah, I was, and I was like, <laughs> I lit that. I think I lit it right after smoking the Jason, and I was like, well, that's that. <laughs> we'll suck and blow. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I was all excited about that. I'm with you. But I think that monster um, mash box is hard because maybe I'm wrong about this, but when you smoke them, I have such a hard time trying to keep track of what I'm smoking because we've all laughed about it. I'm trying to mark them and keep them within the box to know yeah. actually what the hell I'm smoking, I, that it's hard for me to pull out of that box what was my favorite because I'm so busy trying to hold on to what I yeah. smoked. And I know there was a couple in there that I really enjoyed, and, and hell, I'm not even halfway through them all. I remember when when we did the podcast at the German's house, and you had little sticky notes oh, on them to know what they were. And I was I was making fun. I was like, "Oh man, it's just making fun of him." And then I realized right now, when you look at the lid, if you start from top left to right and then left to right again, 
when they're in the box, that's the order, right? right? But, but, say, you know, you pull one out, you hand it over, you're like, like we've done so many times, like, yeah, I'm gonna get my, your turn, right? And then you just kind of put them back and put them in. If you don't know that color varietal, some of those sizes fit in other spots. Yes. Right, with the, ex with the exception of the creature and the Frank. <laughs> Everything else was pretty damn close to to being inside the same size. I, I brought those to a, a Halloween party, and and that was that that was the, the problem. People would when I, I I set them down and said anybody who, who wants one can grab one, and then people kept picking up the whole box and bringing it over to me, and and then then I I, I couldn't remember anymore. Especially when, when 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 it's dark and I'm using my my phone to light it up. And I'm like I don't know. Right. So my craziness was kind of you know justified. Because it's kind of hard to get hooked on one if you don't even know what the hell you're smoking, unless you tediously track them, you know? Yeah, I mean, I had just, I, you know, if you've smoked them throughout the years, obviously, it's a little easier, but I was such a, a face fan, like that cigar, the face, um, really, really loved that. And I had never, I had never actually been able to smoke a Jason in its face size, um, but that cigar, I think if you remember, I smoked it at the Haunt, and I handed it to you. I think you did. You smoked it too, dude. That thing literally was like if someone's just grinding sugar on your tongue. It was like crystalline sweet, and I was like, "Holy shit, man!" And it it burned for a good about an hour and some change. I think the Drac is pretty sweet too, but I like that one. Yeah, the Drac's fantastic. Yeah, that, that's that. Um, but yeah, in that whole thing, the creature, the creature was the letdown. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, and we were reading online how people were giving away their boxes oh just to God. get the creatures, and I was like, wow. There were people, I don't know if I told you this, no shit, were willing to trade your creature for the other 13 cigars. Wow. That's crazy. But you can have the rest. I just want the creature. But that, that, people do that with the, with Wonderlust. Well, the thing with... The thing I get with Wonderlust is it's not sold in the United States, right? And I'm not sure. I haven't gone physically looking for it. I don't know if there's somewhere overseas that even sell them to you online. I, I haven't tried, but I mean, I got it because uh, um, I, I bought the Weasel pack, even though I didn't get to go to the, the, yeah. the Weasel concert. Yeah. I, that, that was my one and only Wonderlust I've ever smoked. Yeah, I've smoked, I've smoked one, one time. And it, uh, I'm not going to say it's horrible, but I don't, I mean, it's not, I can't tell anything about it. Two years ago, maybe maybe three years ago, I smoked it. I don't know. You what know, was the pairing we did with your Peerless Double Oak? Uh, that was the Viaje Oro and Platino, and those were original thirteens. Each one of us did a different one. Yeah, I did the Oro. You did the Platino. I have the label, but. As we, me and you talked about that, I mean, if I could have bought a couple more of those bottles, that pairing of those two cigars that you brought with that was another fantastic pairing. <laughs> that, speaking of double oak, when you know people like Mark didn't know they did a double oak, you didn't know they did a double oak, happened to be there at the right time when there was some double oak left. I saw Cassie the other day. And I gave him some bottles. I had him do something, uh, something for you, something for you. Um, I got everybody a, a, a unique thing I, that you did something. The, the bottle means something to all of us, right? Well, I put him in my double oak box because I didn't have anything with dividers in it to give it to him. 
And I hand to him, and he goes, when the fuck did Peerless start doing double oaked? And I'm telling him the story. He's met Corky a bunch of times, you know, yeah. he's been down there, and he goes, are you kidding me? I'm like, dude, when I say luck of the draw, if, I, if I'd have been looking left when I was cashing out, <laughs> I wouldn't have even seen it. You know, like, they had talked about it, but you wouldn't have even seen it. Well, I'm but. telling you, that's every once in a while. Like, I told you they had an orange truffle pick just like that that Cass had at his uh, bourbon party one night, and I thought it was utterly fantastic. And they just opened a bottle at the end of the day, the, the day before me and Janine came in there. She goes, I can't sell it to you because we've had one pour out of it. And I'm like, really? Yeah. I give two hoots about that. Let's do it. <laughs> she tried to get all approved. And no. Sometimes I get lucky like that, but that was a no-go. Yeah. So, Mark, what... Um, uh, sorry about that. I had a brain fart there. Um, Whiskey-wise, what has been... Um, so on cigars, we're, we're there. There's, we've, we haven't really labeled them one to five, but I think we've talked a lot about a lot of cigars at 22. Um, where do we put the Cyclops and the Hooligan? In 21. Well, I guess. Well, you had another one, though. Yeah. Yeah, we had yeah, that one. We have that one. That one's in production now. Uh, the Calibra? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that too. That's fun. Now, yeah. I always pronounce that Calibra. Calibra, yeah. Calabra, Culebra. I say Q, he says K, you say K. We're using all the letters, I think we're doing it right. Because as everybody knows, I'm not great at pronouncing some of these names, but Mark gets me, and that's what's important because he helps me out. But um, I'm interested to smoke it on a better day where it's not 17 miles an hour wind and it went from 70. I mean, literally, we were sitting there in our shorts, and by the end of the podcast, we were like, you know, Eskimos out there had, trying to get through this root-looking <laughs> culebre. It was a, a random, random. I think it was a, a Thursday. I was going to work. He had had a, a, a week, a night out at the farm. Was coming back, and he he called, and you know the sponta- spontaneity of this podcast is right. Ninety percent of the fucking time, he goes, "Hey, on my way in." What do podcasts? I'm like, dude, it's fucking like 70 degrees outside. Let's just. He goes, deal, be there. We're sitting outside, Mark. I'm in like I've got like a, a, a one of those um like uh, my Huck fishing shirt, right? That that he got me hooked yeah. on. They're those very very light, airy. Yeah. You know, got a hood on it. Flip flops and shorts. He comes chilling in. I think he's got flip flops. His jeans on. He might have a Huck on too. We're sitting there, right? Sun's out, no wind. I was like, I'm gonna turn the fan on and shit. Every 20 minutes or so, it was like five or six degrees, right? <laughs> By the time we had got like halfway into that culebra, smoking it all the way, there were like 17 mile an hour wind gusts. I'm talking about turning heaters on and shit. I went and put sweats on, I got a blanket on. <laughs> we're under blankets. It was just, that was like the podcast we did at the farm that time. Where it was 90 and we were in the water, we get out, we do the podcast, we went from 90 to rain and cold to hail yep. to wind to 90 back in the water. And right back up to sun <laughs> and everything, yeah. Um, well, to get back, I mean, I think the Cyclops will always be um, my fave because that's our anchor cigar and I love it and I have smoked the shit out of them <laughs> yeah. this year. Especially at the biker rally, the rat run. Oh my god, I smoked a lot of those. I, I for me, that is my favorite. 
But then we released the hooligan, and which everybody you know knows following us. But then there was a mishap, and we ended up getting some of these uh, super toros, and I smoked that, and I was like, oh my god, this thing's just been brought to another level. And, and what's uh, what's been so interesting about that one is you get, and we I, I think we got the perfect result that we wanted with two blends, right? Some people are gonna like one, some people are gonna like the other. Right. But no one's just downright hating them. Okay, which is which you know what? That's good. Might not be your favorite cigar, might not be your preferred cigar, but no one's been like, oh it sucks. You know, because I say it about cigars all the time. This sucks, it's horrible, <laughs> right? Haven't hit that. But if you were at that event, if you were at our event on the third of December at Lit, and you were handed that Super Toro, dude, every day, every day, every day someone at that event goes, so I've got like one of these up in my box. Like, are these gonna, are you gonna do these? And finally, you know, I've started telling people, I'm like, yes, we are. They're, they're gonna come, we're gonna run them. We had talked, he smoked a bunch of them. Um, I smoked, you know, I ended my night that night with one of those. And I was just like, yeah. the, the Hooligan is great. It's a great cigar. I'm very happy with that cigar. But I'm like, dude, what about two millimeters in thickness and three quarter inch more in the length, right? You're talking half another leaf of Lajero. Blows that you're like, you smoke it and you're like, duh, that's what it should be. Well, and, <laughs> and I'm interested because I guess we can put it out there that we're gonna add that to our line. Um, and I'm excited to see where that goes because I think the Cyclops has continued to get better. Um, and and I I'm anticipating that happen with the with the hooligan and the super toro as well, um, so I'm excited to where that's going to go here in 2022, which I have not said a lot. I have to get used to that. We're I'm already doing the thing 22. with the date. Like I've I've done it. I haven't put 22 on anything yet this this week. I get putting 21 and I'm just scribbling oh, yeah. out. I write out checks, so I've been writing a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get your practice in early. Yeah. Uh, all right, Mark. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go go ahead. What were you saying? Well, part of the reason that you forget is because when you start looking at fire, which is right in the middle, well, it's not exactly in the middle, but we've got this beautiful fire sitting probably about, I want to say about two feet off the table. It's mesmerizing. You hear it, you start listening to us jack a little bit, and you just get caught up in the flame and, you know. Well, uh, this actually... This was this actually thing was was a worthwhile purchase. I mean, we're not this is not talking about cigars anymore, but this, it's it, it's it, it's a, it's a cool effect. You know, you start you start pairing music, and the flames jump to the the, the beat. It, yeah, it's 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 cool. It's super cool, and I'm not I'm not kidding, guys. This this heater. So we're in a what is this thing? How big do you think this is? What what is this? Maybe a ten by ten or okay. ten by eleven. Ten by eleven, probably at the peak, it's 12, 12 feet high, maybe right. Uh, this heater is maybe a foot wide 18 inches tall and its burn space is maybe 10 and a half 11 inches and when the wind settles down it heats this thing it, and it guys it's 32 degrees outside you know and it heats this thing like the only thing on me that's cold is my toast well there's if i was out today there's nothing that anybody can tell me it's 32 because of the wind Oh yeah, this but is then just, again. You know, it's just like you know, you can be out on a fifty day like we were at Sugar Creek, and there's no wind, and it was, um, it was perfect. Wind, wind makes all the difference for sure, and sun, right? I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. No sun in 50 wind different than sun, no wind, but anyway, yeah. Um, anyway. So I see you have the God of Fire pulled up on your Yeah, because I couldn't remember which one it was. So the, the 2018 uh, series uh, fr- from the, that, that, that I smoked in, uh, in Key West, I, actually, I really liked that one. I don't know, I don't know if it's worth it price because it's pretty pricey but it, but it was that, that was that was good too yeah got a fires got a fires are good smokes they're 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 what i i bitch about fuente about is the same tobaccos using those got a fires are using a lot of their other blends and they charge anywhere from 40 to at i think the cheapest i've seen a got a fire is like 28 bucks and i've seen them all the way up to 100 plus you know but if you just if they made them, you know. But if everything, if everybody could get everything, it wouldn't be, you know, exclusive and unique and this and that. So I get it. But it was kind of fun to try that that pink Fuente that, that we found there too. The rare pink. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good smoke. But all right. Well, well what do you I've want got to pour at next? least three. I mean, I got you know the the Cyclops and the um, the Tatoaje um, T100. T110. T110. I don't know why. Why don't think Terminator? Okay, the T110. You know the Cyclops T110, and then that 50th Padrone, and then um, I know there's two other ones sitting right in there. That Weller, that um, Cohiba. I I think that was really a surprise this year too. So I mean, there's four right there that kind of stick out for me, and I'm sure there's probably two or three that I've forgotten. I just need to have my memory jogged a little bit but um overall i think there was a lot of good uh, and now and then bourbon too i mean um of course we always usually have one of the bookers um i I was really kind of taken back uh, of my trip to cape when i found that six year especially for the price point that um old scout because i i've had old scout now for four or five years but that one six year for the money really kind of stood out and I'm perfectly happy putting that in my top five um and then here's the other thing too I mean like okay we always talk about unicorns and whatever but I think there's a lot of barrel picks um that I I I have tasted and I've not even been able to get on my hands for for one or the other reason and it's crazy now you find a barrel pick you can't even get unless you buy two other barrel picks because one barrel pick, they'll take all them, won't take the others. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that Yellowstone 115, um, uh, I, I mean. That Lit did? That Lit did. I mean, there's a lot of people that did it. I know uh, we've had it with Royal, did a barrel pick of the 115. Was well, that's do. right, yeah. Legends we had that first. did one. Yeah. And then this year again, there was um, some 1792 full proofs that were barrel picks that were going around that I thought were absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, barrel picks are really, I think they really open you up because with, with things, okay, so Larceny, for example, right? Uh, like, lit did a Larceny pick. I think Larceny is some of the worst just juice in a bottle. I mean, I'm really not a fan of it. Uh, that barrel proof, the, the 21 I think we have was fantastic. But that barrel pick was... It was, it was good. It was was good that whiskey. this year? 
I don't remember. No, it couldn't have been this year. Well, it had to be this year. The no. barrel pick came out this year, I believe. Barrel pick came out in 21, yeah. Okay, so yeah. that would go in there, too, for me, because I turned you on to that, because you're like, man, I had that. It sucked. Yeah. And then I let you try it, and it was good. And I really have not even done any investigation on what that actually costs, but I found one the other day at one of my places for $50, and uh, absolutely grabbed it. Uh, for $50 to have one of the best put out last year, I thought was a hell of a grab uh, at $50. Um, yeah, so that, that would have been a big eye-opener this year. The one that I was, last year was, um, oh, the one that uh, Soifer got us into down there um, that just got added to the, um, that we, we probably had, five, I bought five bottles of that last year. I don't remember anything memorable new that came out with them this year, and that was Trail, Trail. Um, oh, Wilderness Trail. Wilderness Trail. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything that we missed this year that came out with them that we didn't drink? Um, because we still had kind of a spillover from last year uh, in twenty what's that fun? was so good. Yeah. So what? Um, they do so many barrel picks I mean they in 2021 they did finally make it to the the Missouri market um, so now for example one cheese place got a barrel pick um, they, 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 they 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 did some special barrel picks for um, uh, the the to support to raise money for for the tornado survivors yeah um, okay good. yeah I I, I, I I read good things about the stuff that they put up for auction for that. But of course, they didn't get to try it. Let's um, get into another bourbon while we're okay. sitting here rolling over. What, what do you think about this? You want to want to get yeah, this talk try? about that? Talk yeah, okay. about Does that, that say twenty one on it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So this this is uh, so what I really wanted to, what I was trying to get was was the single barrel version of this, uh, but this is um, from 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 Castle and Key. Uh, you know they were. Before they used to have just just, just two releases, there were there was the I, I think it was eighteen or twenty one year uh, aged thing where where they they had the key charm on it. They they were trying to make it collectible. You could get you know if you collect all six keys, there was something that you could get with the but and, and then they had the the like the Valley Press one where it was nothing special, just a plastic key hanging off of it. And I I, I didn't really care for that one. So I don't know this this. Uh, I thought, I thought it'd be, be fun to try it. Um, All right, pour that up. Um, so let's let's talk uh, events and 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 just cool stuff that happened in in twenty one. You know, twenty one was really weird for everybody because vaccine came out, right? You were able to get the vaccine. Everybody started feeling better, and then different municipalities in and out were mandating masks and weren't mandating masks and they were trying to argue groups you could have together and uh restaurants were open and but you couldn't sit at some bars or you know things were changing left yeah, and right and guess what it's happening right now it is two it's of our back. favorite restaurants are already closed down this morning really oh yeah Ooh. sportsman's park is already closed down carry out only we already called two or three restaurants today that are are, are shut down and closed carry out only it's already starting again yeah and the mask mandate came out this morning restaurants started closing up and i think that's a combination just so you guys know i think that's a combination uh 
um, because here we go again. I, I think it's a combination between not having the staff because everybody's yep. testing positive right now because of the Omicron. Not that it's as bad, but everybody's testing positive, right? So everybody's trying to be safe. So the staff is short. Everybody's short on staff. So I think we're going to go through at least a month, month and a half of going through some weirdness again. Staff shortages and everybody's testing positive. But so here we go again. Well, yeah. And then we even heard last night that uh, St. Louis County passed a mask mandate. But then the attorney general came right back and said he's not going to enforce it. Right. You know, so it's. We'll see, man. I mean, we'll see what it does. But crazy times. With that, throughout the year, like just what was started, we started with, and now is happening again. Like you said, throughout the year, things did open gradually, and you started seeing more get-togethers, right? Um, like all the pop-ups were back this year. Like you went to one, you went to two, right? Um, the pop-ups were back, which were were really cool. You know, you could go back out and eat. We got to do things like the Ruth Chris dinner. Um, we got to go to cigar events. You know, Crown or Grand Crew had their Christmas party with right. Crownheads again. You know, twenty one was the first year I think in since twelve or thirteen when they opened, or I think fourteen was the first one. It didn't. They haven't had one. You know, um, which was really neat. You know, uh, we had our first ever cigar event, uh, like actual shop cigar event where you know we we were the people that we always go to see at events you know table was set up product was out you know we ran deals <laughs> you know um it was cool uh and it was nice to actually get back out into cigar events you know we did the uh barstool sports macanudo event with rusty yeah remember the little putting green thing yeah we got to do that and that was during the um kentucky derby too we even had like a little pegboard derby board that was really that's cool. right yeah uh, that was Brad fantastic brought it out but what were some fun events that that you went to this year this doesn't necessarily have to be cigar whiskey related but some cool things that you got out to that it was nice to get to that you haven't been able to do because because of you know covid and and COVID worries and things like that. Well, I don't. I don't think there's any doubt. The Luciano experience for two days to get to go to that dinner and then spend the event with him down at Lit and and Lit putting that together with Ace Prime was just utterly fantastic. Um, and you know, for for me and you, we have the bourbon events that we have at Legends pretty regularly now that are always fun. Um, and then you know, it was really exciting. I know you didn't get to go, but to do the the Crown Heads uh, Christmas event at Grand Cru was fun to be down there again and see everybody enjoying that because that's been kind of a yearly event that I know me and you've been to. We missed last the, the previous year, but I mean that that was was fantastic. It felt like getting back to uh, and, and I don't think we're too far out. We're going to have another stumbling block here, but I think things will gradually through you know early spring will be back again. But um, I, you know I think those were great, but. I also think we had some great podcasts this year, even though we're still uh, kind of going through all this craziness. Um, you know, there was some great podcasts. I mean, yeah, there were some great hookups too. You know, I mean, we met uh, we met Mike Weller. Um, right, he had his six year yeah uh, AP event over there, which was utterly fantastic. There was a steady stream of people which I got involved with and was there pretty much 
the whole day with him there, which was fantastic. Um, and you can tell how much that community really loves him and, and that cigar place with all of them. And uh, so that was good. Um, and then the Weston event, which all the boys got to go and enjoy that, ended up being fantastic. That was cool. That was our first boys trip. <laughs> yeah, that from start to finish. That all really went pretty well. Yeah, that was... Uh I never forget <laughs> because uh, Haji, Grandpa Haji, didn't get to do the whole trip because my son and and his wife Kelsey, they just you know popped Savannah Rose out like the night before, and um, but it all really worked out good, man. Well, let's cheers this up. Tell us a little bit about this, there, Mark. So uh, this is this is a 2021 release uh, of uh, from from Castle and Kia out of, out of Kentucky. Um, it's it's part of their new series. They they did a new sort of gra grain to glass series. Um, that pops. Yeah. So their series includes um, especially just opening this in a small batch and a, and a, and a single barrel. They did they do a vodka and and and, and, and two gins. I, I haven't even seen those those other expressions. I really wanted the single barrel. Couldn't couldn't get it but this is what I got um uh, they're supposed to be releasing a lot more in, in, in the near future they kind of teased you know n new new products um, it, I was first drawn to the packaging I'll admit that I mean I like I like the, the, the yeah, it looks really cool it does well, so what what proof are we at on this this was 15.5 percent uh, so 102 yeah. 101 101. Yeah. yeah. And this is this is so it's their first batch, three and a half years old. That's um, not bad for three and a half years. I was trying to read for the Nashville, but they don't uh, they don't disclose that. But they they explain that uh, that that distillery has never produced rye before, so this is their their first sort of uh, foray into producing. Rye whiskey. That's really cool. Packaging on is really dope. I like that a lot. You get hit with a little youngness right there in the middle. I can just you get a little hit of it being young right there in the middle. Then the rye. Yeah, but that's not bad. That's not bad. Now I'm sure it would open up a little bit more if you know we weren't in a <laughs> a frozen igloo. <laughs> All right, so I want I want to talk some cool uh, like twenty twenty two stuff. Um, of course, podcast going to keep rolling. We'll have some guests and stuff and and, and things like that, which will be fun. Um, something I read on a half wheel the other day. We all know Guy Fieri, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, you know Guy Fieri, spiky hair guy, diners, drive-ins, and dives. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's teaming up with Espinosa Cigars to release a cigar called the Knuckle Sandwich. Huh. And I believe, I believe Knuckle Sandwich is one of his, uh, it might be his son's restaurant, because his son graduated culinary school from UNLV, but they, they always have the shirts on that say Knuckle Sandwich. So that'll be a, uh, that'll be an Espinosa we get our hands on. Huh. And then maybe we'll do a podcast and watch diners, drive-ins, and dives the whole time while we smoke it. That'd be cool. Goofy as shit. We did, uh, we were gonna do an eggnog, yeah, um, 
And you know, the eggnog thing reminds me of one thing I also wanted to throw in there cigar-wise, is the um, the Fiat. Mm, Fiat, yeah. I, obviously, I bought a box of that, and I've really enjoyed that. And I thought, I, I was always looking for it. That was going to be my eggnog cigar. I, I just thought that is just Ooh. a really good, well-blended, I, I don't... You know, when you talk about a morning cigar, like go out there and sit back in a chair and either have a good cup of coffee or put a little, uh, you know, of your your bourbon, um, like the Buffalo Trace. Um, cream? Cream, the bourbon cream. Yeah. Um, and or your eggnog. I always wanted to grab one of those um, Ellen uh, Evan Williams eggnog. I saw them stacked up to the freaking ceiling <laughs> and I never grabbed one. It just seemed like Christmas... And the month of December went by like a snap of a finger. Dude, December, December went went so so fast, crazy fast. I mean, it's it's uh, <clears throat> when you really stop and look at that month, it's kind of crazy, right? Because you you get out of Thanksgiving, three and a half weeks later you have Christmas, right? Yeah. A week later you have New Year, and then you really don't have shit going on until St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, and my theory on this is the reason it went so goddamn fast is is because of the weather. I mean, literally, I put my palm trees away last night because I was taking them in, taking them out. And literally, uh, Christmas Eve, I still had palm trees out. And, you know, we were hot tubbing in the shorts, no weird hats or whatever. And everything was still like... It was like an extended uh, hey, summer. Don't make fun of my hot tub hat. I didn't say that about your hot tub hat, <laughs> but if you're going to get in a hot tub when it's this kind of weather, your head's going to ice up, and so you got to get some sort of fuzzy, fun hat for the hot tub. And I saw yours. That was, that was such a creep shot. Like I was, I was, I was leaning over to turn turn the third jets on, and I look up, and mom's up there with her phone, taking a picture. <laughs> and it was like I saw that, and my thought was, is like. Is that what it's like when it's all bubbly? It looked like you guys had eggnog in there. It was like a white, creamy, bubbling thing. Well, so what, what you see in that picture, right, which is so crazy, the amount of steam coming off that yeah, thing. Yeah, I get you. I get like, you. It, it was, you're sitting in it, right? And you got you got your beanies on, and you know, you're, you're, you're up to your, you sit up to your neck. You're, you're warm as can be. I mean, your body temperature warms clean up, you know? But right here, you know, your steam's billowing out. So you've got all the bubbles coming up, and then this layer of steam, and then a, a phone camera taking a picture. Now, did your your uh, your beardo did that all ice up and get kept it in the water? Oh, kept I get it in you. the water. Well, now it's I did have so close to the water, probably my uh, my mustache. Yeah, I was building icicles. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Didn't realize until I'm going to dry off, and I go like this, and the towel stops. <laughs> 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 it's so cold, but yeah. But no, I think that's why Christmas was so short because the weather was so warm. Um, I think everybody kind of took their time getting their lights up, getting into it, you know. And um, anyway, that's my thought, but it was enjoyed. And then, you know, our Christmas got split up with COVID. We still haven't had Christmas with uh, my one son in Kansas City yet. That's still forthcoming. And uh, I think a lot of people were like that this year. Uh, everybody wasn't together at one time. Plus, mine got kind of whacked out because my brother came in um, because of you know how work had scheduled. He couldn't be off, so we had an early Christmas, uh, which made for a weird late Christmas, a really on time Christmas. And uh, but here we are, and um, 
it's a new year and winter is on now for sure and it, it all stayed to like new year's eve new year's eve i was at a wedding two o'clock in the afternoon 65 degrees and it was gorgeous suit coats whatever everybody standing outside on the hill it was absolutely gorgeous and then the next day it all started winter was definitely here the next day that's how cold it is outside but let's talk about podcasts this year i definitely there was and it's so hard now because man a lot we had a lot of podcasts um Obviously, the ones that we do at the farm are always special to me. I always think those are fantastic. I know me and you did kind of a the dynamic duo. We went down to um, and golfed 18 holes. Yeah. We got us a good burger for lunch. And then we went out and uh, got on the dock and did a fantastic podcast. Went to a good dinner at Sybil's and, um, and stayed out rather late. Even the clock changing, I think. I don't know. I was like, dude, we should really just do about like one o'clock. And you're like, I get it, no problem. And then you change the clocks back two hours. And I uh, ended up going till three or four, but it was fantastic. That ended up being a, a great, memorable one. I thought the one we did up, and we got to get the Mad Russian. If you've never been to Grafton, oh my God, that is a great place to go up and spend an afternoon. Really, we should just get a B&B with a bunch of beds and do a guy afternoon and evening up there because oh totally there's a lot to do up there in a given night and you there won't be any lack of something to do and fun up there and, and the people are great up there and we did that pairing with the double oak on that podcast which was really good and then of course the luciano podcast and everything we did there and plus our second year uh podcast was fantastic everybody showed up for that yeah, that was the day of our event. That was that was awesome, and thank you to everybody. Mark, thank you for being there for that too. That was that was fucking awesome. But um, one one bottle I do want to talk about that that Mark, you and I drank this year. That Scotch, that Queen Elizabeth, that thirty year old. Oh yeah. Bottle. <laughs> uh, we dropped the cork in it. It's hard to. Do. I mean, it was. Was I there with you guys? No, we were just sitting up there oh, smoking. Okay. Yeah. It was. It was. Um. It was. It was done for the commemoration of the wedding of of Charles and Diana. It was for the, it was it was it was it was it was a blended scotch created for uh, in honor of their wedding, and it came this uh, uh, um, um, uh, um, what's the what's the uh, porcelain decanter. I have so I, I say I saved the the, the canter because it, because it, it it's it was pretty cool, um, and I, and and you know I I, I imagine that that I, I could have sold it for some 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 sort of profit, but that was I don't I don't buy for that. It was fun to try it. It actually was better than I than I than I thought it would be. I, I really had low expectations, but I mean, you it, know. for being a blended Scotch, like it really. It wasn't. It was better than Johnny Walker. I'll tell you that. Blue. It was better than blue. It was good. It wasn't bad. I mean, and you get, there's something about that, right? Like, like you you talked about it at the beginning, right? We we talked about uh, well, Mark, when you ran inside when he opened the Elijah Craig, he was saying how that thing was bottled in 2016. So he's at least had that bottle since 17 or 18, 18 of the dead latest, maybe, right? 
knowing knowing that you probably 17 if not the end of 16 depending on when it released right <clears throat> and so he's been tentatively drinking on the thing four or five years and it's still there still good to go ready to roll oh speaking of 30 years old we drank that old Fitzgerald 12 year from 19 the West Virginia oh, that Fair was this in 1971 year too. yeah so all together, we did the math. That bottle's fifty something years, fifty or sixty something years old. Yeah, and that was a decanter that came through Johnny Diamond, good friends of uh, Paul Swanstrom, and uh, at a little bourbon event we had that he had a wild turkey, and I think the wild turkey was twenty five, thirty year old decanter, and um, and then this one, and they gave me and Paul got the wild, and I got the old fixture since I love that, and. Um, the the thing just popped. We put a little hole and poured it, and it was absolutely fantastic. And I still have that. I'm not. A lot of these guys, you know, they'll they'll um, sieve it through a filter and put it into a bottle. I've left it in its original state. And I just well, had some over Christmas. You did something really unique, right? There was no cork in it. You were able to actually get there the was a off. cork, but when no, what, what I mean is there was no cork in the in the liquid. No. You were able to get the whole cork off. I laughed my ass off when he pulled that bottle out. We went about it like any other day. <laughs> Grabbed and twist, and the, the top came up. Cork's in it. Oh, really? And it was, you could already see when you looked down at the cork, it was cracked. You know, like the, the couple pieces that were attached to the top where the glue originally was, was like breadcrumbs. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, there's nothing we can do now so i just kind of tried to carve it out with the knife we could you know and it wasn't bad no we, that we were cork spitting some cork and i had a little hole i actually took a corkscrew uh, on the old fake stroll and went down and just create a little hole to like and, and it was like you know like an old man peeing in a little cup uh but it came out and we all had a good and that brings up some other memories of another good one that we had this year that we haven't really talked about our brother sheldon um got us hooked up with the um the Golden Horsey, I always call it the Golden Horsey from Canada. The uh, Blanton's gold. gold. That was this year, and that was yeah. utterly shocking and amazing. And I loved that. Is that I don't know if it was one hundred and one. I, I think it was but Maker's Mark. Unfortunately, <laughs> no, not Maker Blanton's. The Gold yeah. Horse. From oh, the gold, yeah, it's one hundred and two. And, and unfortunately, the, the the green. But that was this year as yeah, well, correct? And, and so the green one was too. And the green didn't unfortunately didn't measure up. But no, yeah, spe special res that special reserve, right? The green one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Regular Blanton's is better than that special reserve. Yeah. But, sorry. I. Now I will say I was a little suspicious of the um, the seal on that because it looked like the seal had got blown out, but so there may have been some air. Uh, I would like to try it again with a good sealed bottle, and, and uh, he may even agree to that. I don't know. We'll have to see in the future if we get a hold of another one and try it. But, yeah, I was a little disappointed in that. I thought that would at least be really good. Nothing like the 102 or whatever it was, but that was another um, fantastic plant. Yeah, that was uh, that was super unique. That that, that gold gold horsey, I like. That. I was <laughs> gold, gold horsey. Horse yeah, that uh, that's really uh, it was really unique. So you know, speaking on Blantons, we've always talked about just flagship Blantons, right? If you took that liquid and you put it in a traditional, put it in that that restoration bottle or put it in that Elijah Craig bottle, I don't think it's as sought after. I don't think it's 
you know, because let's face it, regular blends, the whiskey itself, it's good. It's the basis of a lot, right? It's not life changing whiskey. You know, up until two years ago, you could buy it at Schnucks. <laughs> you know, yeah, it wasn't fifty bucks. It's not life changing, right? But then when you look at that the single presentation barrel, and everything with the gold horse, you know, the elongated cannonball bottle with the, you, that one, that one, I'd be like, ooh. Well, Shit, and, and that's the, in a case somewhere. And, 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 and the first time I I, I tried that, like, was we, we went to uh, Dogwood Spirits, and, and and you could just order pours of it, and 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 it was, it, I, I I liked it so much more than 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 I thought I would. And 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 I was with you, and you were kind of irritated that they didn't want to sell it sell it to you. Yeah. I mean, he wanted to buy the rest of, the rest of what was in in their open bottle, if not have his own bottle, and they, they just refused to sell. Yeah. Well, another one, speaking of that, because that was at Dogwood Social, uh -huh. um, was the Old Forester uh, barrel pick by them, which I thought was fantastic. Oh. And I tried to buy that, too, and I and they wanted to charge me, like, I don't know, 200 for the bottle and whatever, because that's what we're going to get more-wise. So along that, those lines, also, I, I, I've been uh, pretty impressed with the, with, 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 with the, the, the rise of Old Elk. I mean, when, when they first hit the market, was um, horrible yeah yeah i wanted that yeah. to be so good because the bottle and the elk you know it's really funny it's talking awesome. that do you remember the first time we had old elk when duke changed its bottle for my birthday last last year the year before you got me a bottle of the original duke the john wayne whiskey yes right still still haven't even opened that fucking thing i think i'll do it this year when we're hanging out right but the first time we did it, we were we were at a store, and they had come in and they were just selling them by the bottle. And I I had I think I had asked you then I was like, yo, this is cool and shit. It's got like an like an elk elk horn on top. Yeah. It's shaved down, and that's when you started telling me about the Duke. Because remember, Duke went from. Uh, have you seen the old bottle of Duke? It's got John Wayne on it on the back of it. It's got the whole story of John Wayne. Yeah. To the new one, it's in like it looks like the Penelope bottle or George T. Well, they got bottle. a couple different. Reserve and they got a couple. Oh, they do. There's there's one now. Uh, I actually got to taste it a couple months ago. The the company that distributes it brought it in. Um, they do a, a barrel reserve and it's got like a it's black, the label's black, and the Duke. It, it's it's so you remember the one we saw was silver. Well, and it white? was kind of silver and red, silver the and original. Red. Yeah, well, the new one is like the Penelope bottle or a George T. Stagg bottle. Actually, on the label, yes, he's on there. Now, this one just says Duke, just says Duke. Um, now I do know that what this new blend is, um, and it was actually interesting. So, I was showing a picture of the original bottle to the reps that were showing, and they're like, Oh, we've never seen that before. And they were like, Well, what this new blend is, the distillery is taking the original. They're trying to match as close they can the original mash bill that created that whiskey. And so now they've got whatever that, that silver and white bottle is, and then they've got uh, black and white, and then they've got like this black and gold, and it's a barrel reserve. It's like 112 proof. Holy shit. It good. is so good. Oh, wow. So good. Do you know yeah, who it, puts that out? Uh, Glaciers. Oh, okay. They, well, they distribute it. I don't know who... I don't know who the uh, um, distillery is. I, I don't know that. No, I'm just saying who distributed it because... Glazers. Yeah. Anyway. Like, Glazers is the... Uh, how do you say what I'm trying to say? So, there's a company that owns it and makes it, and they give it to Glazers to distribute it. They're like the middleman for it. 
so the company that owns it, they're their own thing. It's it's they do they do tequila, and they've got Duke. That's their whiskey. Like that's what they do. And then Glaziers is the kind of middleman with the truck. You know, the biggest out of all the bourbons that we have drank and we've had on our show, and that you've experienced the Cowboy Bar, the Vault, whatever. One of the biggest mysteries for me is, and I, I love their stuff, is, um, and now that I talk about it, I'm going to forget it, but <laughs> it's it's the four-year ride that we love that's right down there next to Heaven Hill. Um, you know, they're hop, skip, and a, a jump across the street, um, and they put out Johnny Drum and um, the distillery I'm thinking about. Not, uh, Not Stitzel Weller. No, it's it, they've got the old coat of arms on it and whatever. It's the four-year uh, rye that you love so much. Will it? Will it? Yes. They're always so mysterious because nothing. I don't ever see anything on the market except that. Now they had the three-year rye for a couple of years, whatever. Now they bumped it up to a four-year. Yeah, rye. But, and then isn't there like the six-year? It's got the purple top. Yeah. Well, good luck ever seeing one of those. Right, I've right. never seen one out on that. I think they, they've got Johnny Drum. They've got the the barn. Um, They've got a couple others. They're Bardstown. They've Bardstown. got Widow yeah. Jane. Um, well, I didn't know Widow Jane was from them. Yeah. Um, oh, I did not know that. What oh. was the other... There was something Willett did. Oh, my God. We had it. Uh, well, it was finished. Oh, it's, it's it, um, Noah's Mill and Rowan's Creek. Oh, right. Yeah. Those. Now, those are fantastic. And, of course, I see them now, and the price just keeps going up mm-hmm. and up and up. Noah's Mill's, like, up to $60 yep. now or something. And that bottle. used to be a, a $40 I remember, bottle. I remember when I when I brought them both over and we did them. Um, Mark, you were there for that. We were at the pool. We did them side by side, Rowan's yeah. Creek and Noah's Mill, or yeah. Noah's Mill. I remember I talked about on that podcast. I joked. It was so funny because even, even myself, knowing what the bottle looked like, not like I hadn't had it before, when I'm walking up and down the bourbon aisles, I'm fucking missing it. And I'm like, man, is it, I found Rowan's, right? You pick it out right away. Again, it's in that George T. style bottle. It's in the yeah. Penelope style bottle. And I'm, I get a guy that goes, oh, yeah, it's right here. And you look at it, and it's still to this day, because it's in a, uh, Janine told us, it's a Chardonnay bottle. That's the size yeah. the bottle's in, or the, the, the whiskey's in. So it looks different. It's, a, it's, it's and, and especially when you go somewhere like Total Wine now, if you, when's the last time you were at Total Wine looking at the bourbon? It's been a while. Okay, next time you go... Look at the bourbons, and in each section, like where the end caps are, you're going to see lined on either the left or the right, or in between them all, there's bar- there's bourbon barrel-aged wines that they throw in there, huh. right? And so where Noah's Mill is, because Noah's, like Noah's Mill will be here, and then you'll see like uh, something. I, I want to say it was a Lone Star that was next to it, and then directly next to Lone Star was a bourbon barrel aged merlot that's had the elephant on it constant con what i don't remember the name but and i kept seeing that i was missing the bottle the whole time you know and that's that was really cool that's what opened my eyes i started asking you a bunch of questions about willet i'm like dude i for the longest time for me i told you i wanted one of those pot stills i was like man they're so cool and i finally got one and i thought i was awesome and i walked into dogwood and there was like eight 800 cases, cases of them yeah. stacked up you don't all see the pot stills. until there's cases of them and they had them both like they had the pot still and then they had the the fuck whatever this the thing one you is you make a lamp yeah <laughs> they used to, yeah well they used to be super rare 
Mm. Yeah. They used to be really hard to find. When they come, they just stack them to the ceiling with them. Yeah. I misspoke. Widow Jane is not Willet. I didn't think so. That is my fault. Sorry. That's, I was I was thinking. Uh, that's an MGP bottle. Yes, that's same the MGP that does uh, Joseph Magnus and and all that. Right. Yeah, I've had some of that recently. Does MGP do jo- Joseph Magnus? Uh, well, okay. They they they. I think they I think they at least started by using some MGP juice. Uh, that one that's a, that's a pretty fun distillery I, I, I really enjoyed going to visit them that, that was my on my regular list every time I uh, uh, every time I went to DC they've, they've, they've a, a really cool humble setup there they're, uh, they're, 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 their cigar bourbon is great they, they also I, I also really like that they have um, their bourbon in, uh, in in travel bottles the biggest that you can that you can take on, yeah. on a plane well, I will say this. The one thing that I'm missing this year that normally I get fairly lucky and get, but I didn't get a chance to grab or have I had or seen anywhere uh, Winter's Dram this year from... Uh, <laughs> so, Midwinter's Night Dram, right? right? I we talked about it, it this year. Uh, we had a line on it. We had five bottles ordered for us. And uh, Wildwood Pub, Mandy, had them ordered. Uh, and she ended up receiving instead of those she got three bookers and they gave they filled like makers one or no the state collection stuff or something right so when we were at speaking of Weston when we went upstairs in that Celtic shop to one of the most epic bars I have ever sat in I know ever. you guys would love that, that goes down in history with me as one of the best fucking spots in the world that altered my mind at some point in my life when when I we whoever owns a cigar lounge that will be members only that fucking spiral staircase up to a bar the couches the the Irish pub style right it's away from home yeah but if you didn't know that, that was there then it just looks like a gift shop with, with, you have with, no with, idea yeah like even to the point when I was like hey we're all looking around right I'm like hey hey sir how do we get upstairs yeah but I've been going there six years they didn't have that that's just something that has and we didn't even go to the McCormick uh, gift shop and see all the stuff they have there. Um, but that just was like a Celtic, you know, you could get some really high-end premium stuff that was Celtic. Oh, man, they had, they had some scotches in that glass case that I have read about and never seen before. Yeah. And they were priced about like that, you know. I think that's only a two, the last two years they've developed. But we got to taste 21's Midwinters up there. And, you know, again, one of the most funny scenarios I've ever seen in a bar that I laughed about was when that bartender poured them for us. He goes, ooh, sorry, gave you a little too much. And I started laughing. I'm like, you... <laughs> I have, I've had people pour, pour a, a whiskey before and go, don't tell anybody, and kind of slide it to you real quick and walk away. Never have I heard someone apologize for giving you too much whiskey. I mean, we're going to be sitting here, but it'll be okay. Well, you know? I think they had some girls helping out that day. And what did you say? We're sitting at the table. It's like, oh, yeah. It's like, we got the, the B team, like the A team. No, that's what the waitress said. She goes, we're the B team. The A team's in Kansas City working the big whiskey event. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, that was definitely one for the records book. That that was crazy good. And, not, I mean, there's not many bourbon events you can go to that are like that. The weather was great. The bros were great, and but then to be able to smoke your cigars everywhere we went that day, everywhere outside of the pizza joint, we were able to smoke a cigar the whole goddamn day. And everywhere, 
everywhere. Yeah. And the Weston event was 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 really really cool. You know, I just I, I said something. I think I said something during that podcast. I was like, you know, if you get into whiskey long enough, okay, spend enough time, you know, sharing bottles with friends and doing this and doing that, those whiskey events can get kind of boring because you've had it, right? Well, they didn't one end thing, up boring for us. One thing I want to shout out to, you know, as far as Jim Beam goes, you know, we love Booker's, and I'm a huge Little Book fan, okay? We know that. But that Jim Beam single barrel, you remember that one, Aji? Oh, I'm sorry, what? The Jim Beam single barrel? Uh, Jim Beam single barrel, okay. Not Where the right. Booker's was, we were drinking the Little Book, and then uh, the, the, gym, the the guy you knew was pouring that single barrel. Joe Cavatario, yeah. Yeah, and it was like... Something like twenty twenty two dollars a bottle or something. It was sold out by the time we went to get the Penelope, and uh, that that w- I don't drink Jim Beam, but that was that was good. Listen, I think there's a lot of stuff out there that um, you know we just don't have the time to get it all. I've said it to a lot of guys like, hey, what what do you suggest or whatever. I mean, there's just a lot of good bourbon out here, out there right now. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Everybody's catching up, and there's just a lot of good bourbon out well, there. Well, right we, we spoke about Old Elk, right? And we were talking about how what they've come from. Have you had any of the barrel releases? So they've done a pork cask, a cognac cask, a no. sherry cask. They did Armagnac. Armagnac cask, yeah. And I'll tell you right now, uh, I'm not a cognac guy. It's not my thing. But in those barrel finishes... Man, that whiskey is good, and they're all at like a hundred ninety-six to one hundred and four. I think I think it depends on on the cast finishing, but they're they're fantastic, man. Actually, um, that's that's a Colorado distillery I haven't visited. So next time I go back home, I want to. Uh, well, definitely we need to get some of that hatchet shit or whatever. Accident. And we tried, we tried we tried the, the special edition of, of that early seven year edition that we yeah. loved. Uh-huh. And that's the one uh, where they write the, the name of the music that they're listening yeah, to. I've got oh. Elton John, Sinatra, and Incubus? Yes. Incubus. Yeah. Yeah, those are that that was, that was fantastic. That, that was another cool, cool podcast that, that we did that day. The German was there, you know, taking pictures and stuff that turned out really well. And the German launched his cigar blog. He's having fun with that. Uh, he's featured us a bunch of times. We've met met some cool people that, that you're going to meet. Well, I'm going to meet and talk to some cool people um, that, are, that are pretty cool. Um, we're getting uh, one thing I do I do want to say. So uh, Jacob Walker, he is a uh, engineer in uh, Washington, and he, he runs the Washington – um, cigar review. Washington, and, uh, United States, or Washington, Missouri. Missouri. Okay. And he's the he's on the Ashhole Cigar Club, Missouri thing. I'm sorry, Ashhole. Ashhole. Oh, Ashhole. Yeah, yeah. So he put out his uh, top ten, and this was shared by almost it, it looks like over a hundred people. So it connected a lot, and we took number six on his top ten of twenty one with the Cyclops. Uh, we were only beat out by Placencia's Alma Fuente, uh, Black Starline's Warwitch, uh, Black Label Trading's Hawaii Kato, uh, the Padron. I don't even heard of some of that. Padron Family Reserve 44 Maduro. Respect. 
I'm a little upset that a Fuente took us at first, uh, Purple Rain from up the Zags. <laughs> hey, that's but, good company, though, my But God, it was pretty know? cool, man. Uh, not that I want to dig, and Luciano, I love you, but we beat out the Dreamer. Woo, doggy. Uh, yeah, beat out Protocol, Sinistro, Crux, and uh, Ace Prime. Um, that was really, really cool. He shares that around a lot. Uh, yeah, man, we've not, we're not like openly pushing our cigar out to reviewers or whatever. No, that was, that was, a, that was a pleasant surprise yesterday morning when that popped up. That was, that was really, really. Yeah, cool. well, send that to me. That's really yeah. Here, cool. I'll, I'll shoot it to you. Yeah. Um, that's been, that's been pretty, pretty epic. I think a lot, man. Um, so as far as. Uh, Podcast plans. Um, I think that Weston's a go again this year. We're definitely doing that. Um, with this Omnicron shit, that's really what's delaying Nicaragua. Uh, that country is in. Just give Nicaraguan government a Google, and you can see so much to the point that Luciano hasn't been in the country in three months. Wow. Um, so. So we uh, might be delayed on that trip. That might, and that's just solely one. If this if this COVID stuff, if these variants, um, if that whole thing keeps You're doing actually its dance, Scott from you know St. Louis Cigar, Scott? yeah, uh, uh, STL Cigars, STL Cigars. Yeah. He even talked to me about that. He goes, that could be a halt on you guys. Yeah, and I said, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see for sure. And he goes, because it is, it's not so much getting in, it's getting back out, and yeah. there's the trouble, and you know. So we'll just have to see on that, but that's been a big sight. Well, we've been trying to get down there for a couple of years now. Fuck. We've been trying to do that since I think the day we since met. Since I almost met you, right? Yeah, we've had to cancel it a couple of times, but maybe just a. Oh, look, he went to a little. Uh, just notice he's gone to like uh, the slippers, some little booties. Yeah, and my toes are cold. Is he? I mean, give a, a man a heads up. <laughs> I, if I knew I was an eagle, I'd have brought my goddamn. Uh, you know, I'd have wore a full fledged. Um, uh, one piece snowmobile <laughs> suit and uh, my little freaking booties and shit. But, but anyway. yeah, we're we're gonna do we're gonna have Stone Tribe on with us. That'll be a cool um, podcast. We are um, February third. Uh, is that secured? Yes. February third is our first bourbon and cigar event at the Legends Country Club um, of twenty two. That's gonna be tentatively as long as rolling gets done as quickly as I'm being told and we expect that will be the release of the Super Toro. Okay, cool. Um, we have partnered with Action Labels, um, which if you guys smoke Room 101, if you drink much of what comes out of Kentucky, um, if you smoke Placencia, uh, if you smoke uh, La Polina, um, that's our new label company. Um, we'll finally have hands-on some different varietals of labels and actually look at the artwork this week. Um, Joe Knows Cigars out of St. Louis. Um, shout out to the Squirt and German. Um, he is a local, he, I believe if I have this right, his family owns a catering company and this guy has been in food forever. Um, so he's got quite the unique palate. Um, we'll do, do a podcast with him. Um, We've got uh, April Gray, uh, if you remember Henry passed away in 20. Right. Uh, or 19, uh, I believe 19 or 20 when we did that podcast. Uh, his his wife, she's the bourbon heir. Um, we're gonna have her on. Um, we're gonna be doing some work with Table 36, Mike Weller, Chuck down there at AP Cigar. 
Um, and then who knows, man? I know for sure we're gonna have a killer podcast at Sugar Creek with with Chris. Oh yeah, but, yeah. That's that's. And we're uh, gonna go probably down into his cellars and get all involved in how, what how he's distilling and some of his brandy slash bourbon because it's right on the cusp. He's you know, doing some fun stuff. That's another there. one. That's another one that I will. That that goes down is I can't say I'll never forget because I hadn't brought it up until you said it, but I will never. <laughs> Never forget. Maybe one day I'm just gonna hit record when we're setting up and we're having our like pre talks because there's so much funny shit that we say. I remember us. We're in the pool. I've got the mics going. We're, we're going, and you set this brandy down. I'm like, ah, what are you doing? We don't drink brandy. And then it was poured. And I'll, I'll tell you what, man. If 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 brandy tastes like that, I've been missing something. But that that's absolutely fantastic. So. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a a, a a good twenty-two, man. You know, stick to your promises, roll with. Uh, if you've got boundaries, follow them. Have fun. Um, I'm really excited uh, for what we're gonna do this year. Yeah, it's um, gonna be fantastic. There's gonna be. I don't want to promise anybody a lot of releases, but there's two. Well, we'll at least have some new stuff coming, and then, you know, we'll at least be working on some big future stuff to come, whether it happens this year or early next year, but we're definitely going to be working this year on some, would you call it, like a box release? Or yeah, something? A bo- a bo- yeah, we'll have a box out. Yeah, yeah. it'll be cool. Um, you know, one thing I want you guys to know is, like, when the Cowboy and I get together, you know, I've said it before, it's you know, I'll, I'll take this idea of something that we've been sitting around and we've been smoking, and we're like, man, we want to try this, we want to try this. I take those words and then I throw them together and I'm like, hey, make this with tobacco, with our blender. And then they send us a bunch, we smoke them, take notes, send it back, we smoke them, take notes, send it back, we smoke them. It goes, you know. Um, shit, just for the Cyclops to come to market as the original release for Craft Puro took well over a year. Um, I mean, and it finally hit. Uh, and the Hooligan came short after, but we were smoking the original thoughts on the hooligan when we picked the cyclops right you know um so we've got some things we've got some fun stuff i will tell you for sure um bourbon cowboy and i agree that super toro for the hooligan is coming out yeah for sure that's gonna be out we three pack that yeah yeah did you check your line over there on your fishing hole because yeah. we are ice fishing, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you check your hole? Uh, you got I can still feel my toe. So we're okay. When I press down on my I shield, mean, I literally feel like this is like an ice fishing podcast. Like we could, you know, be sitting on ice and we've got a couple holes and we're just yeah, fishing here for our dinner. It'd probably warmer in the ice hut. <laughs> Maybe because we could build the snow up around the igloo and we would be in a box at least. But, no, yeah. but this, this has been awesome. It worked out good. It's I great. mean, hell, I mean, we probably lost some weight. You know, shivering through this whole thing, but it's been good, man. Matt well, Russell, I, I have made fire. Oh, where? Right <laughs> um, yeah, no, but we've got some some really fun stuff. Um, I'm I'm incredibly excited. Uh, you know, it, it's it's something really funny. I I I didn't expect. Um, you know, when when we started this podcast and we wanted to do it our way. Where it's it's not scripted. There's no plan for shit. I mean, obviously, there's times where you can hear us pulling topics literally out of our asses to, to keep it going. But I think when we get going, we get going, and I think it's I think it's perfect. We're not we're not 
exactly awesome in our conversation back and forth. I know I have a tendency to lean in, uh, but I think when the cowboy gets going, I think the conversation passes utterly perfectly. Um, the cigars are going to come, man. We're, we're, I'm really excited about what we're doing, um, and I'm excited about, about – uh, <laughs> No, I think – listen, I'm with you 100%. He's faking it good, isn't he? Yeah. He ain't shipping for shit. He's like, you know, with his little, uh, you know, goose down booties. You know, he's shaking. Hey, give me a blanket for my toes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously you gave a blanket to the doggy. I mean – I mean, what is, shit, this guy looks like he's in his... Yeah, I mean, I'm like, we could have done the podcast but, with that little dog. Um, hey, so we had a Lancero sampler. Yes, I haven't had time. I just haven't... I mean, I just haven't had time to give it a whirl around right. the block yet, but I'm looking right. forward to it. I'm very curious. That one... Uh, I, I am a, well, everyone knows this. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. About I'm just, yeah, just going to say sure. everyone knows that I am a, I'm a huge guy. Lancero guy. But I'm also the biggest pain in the ass when it comes to Lancero because a lot of people can't do them. And I'm not saying that we can, but um, I'm curious. I think I think it would be super, super cool to have one, to do one, to have one on the market. Um, and I'm uh, I'm I'm pretty stoked if we can. If right not, on, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hit it. It's gonna be pretty cool. So for sure. I, there's no doubt in my mind that this year is gonna be an, uh, I think we're gonna slowly get out of this last slow grind, and um, I think it's gonna be uh, Coolio. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm already better. Yeah. Where the hell is that? I'm mean, two hours ago. Yeah, so anyway, I think we're good. I think we've we've kicked this in the ass, and we've got a good podcast today. I do. I agree. Let's uh, let's bring the uh, we'll bring the Russian in here. We'll, t- we'll say close our this out and whatever, and sit here and see if we got anything on our lines from the ice hole fishing. And yeah, we'll, we'll check. Uh, maybe fantastic. there's some, uh, frozen shark down there. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Uh, who knows? But anyway, know, I, when you ice fish, I don't even know what's in the water. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't even fish regularly. So I well, I know there's some ice hole fish. Anyway, yeah. um, anyway, man, I think we did it. Uh, the mad Russian is out there cooking some sort of meat on the grill at a 25 mile an hour wind, and uh, we're right here in the tent just finishing this up. But soy fur. Yeah, just one, just one second. I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. But man, I love you. From the bourbon cowboy to the Viking. Um. Yeah. We're gonna continue this uh, run. That we've been doing, and um, I look forward to a fantastic freaking year. And uh, I'm going to go first and say, listen, man, from the Bourbon Cowboy, I, I just want to tell you guys, thanks for a fantastic year. And um, I'm so excited about 22. It's going to be fantastic. So you guys hang on. appreciate you as always, and thanks for listening. I'm going to pass it on to the Viking and the Mad Russian. Yeah, hey, from the Viking, man, mahalo, guys. Thank you for everything. Um, Bourbon Cowboy pretty much wrapped all that up. Uh, of course, you know, Lit Cigar Lounge has been our sponsor from the get-go. Thank you for everything that you do. We've mentioned them a lot. Obviously, they've got some shit going on. You, you need to know that. All right? Um, get down. Make sure you see uh, Mike Weller at AP. Chuck's down there, too. Check out their YouTube podcast, Unrolled. Um, oh, and hey, uh, I want to shout out to, uh, to Val. Um, Valerie, thank you for dropping in. Um we are jewelry guys. Uh, I'll put that out there now. We're bracelet guys. I mean, I mean, 
Like, I don't wear any cock <laughs> rings or any, like, earrings, nose Are rings. No. You I don't could do right nipples. now. Dude, you could right now. You wouldn't even feel My it. nipples get, I mean, because uh, uh, I'm mostly a bracelet guy, ring guy, whatever. I wear a necklace. Not too many of them. But anyway, but, but yeah, I mean, I was just giving this today, and shout out to her, man. It's absolutely beautiful. Fits me fantastic. I love it. Yeah, thank you. I'll thank be you this from now on. so much yeah. for doing that. That's absolutely amazing. Um, and again, yeah, Mahalo, guys. Thank you. I can't wait for the rest of the year. Um, Looking forward to it. We're going to put it together, and things will all be all right, man. Uh, so, Mad Russian, thank you again for hosting. Yeah, I'm looking um, forward to it. Well, back in the mother country. Building new, new, new memories this year. Cold as fuck. So, for sure. You know, back in the uh, mother country. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, why don't you take us out and uh, let it go? Yeah, th thank you, guys. This is fun. I'm, we, I'm looking forward to doing this more often. And I, I have some ideas of, uh, you know, build, building this out a little bit better. To, uh, actually, you know what? I'm looking forward to, to, to building out the in indoor space so we can do it there, too. All righty. That well, it? That's it. All right. Thank you, my man. Uh, Berman Cowboy, the Viking, the Mad Russian. Uh, we're out.